hate calling these guys. I hate these permits and this crap, man. I just want to go hiking. Why do I have to play all this bureaucracy, man? I can't deal with all this bureaucracy. It's just such a buzzkill, man. I just want to, like, go hiking, you know? Yellowstone Backcountry Permit Office. This is John speaking. Hi, John. My name is Mike DiLorenzo. I'm a CDT through hiker calling from Max in Idaho, and I need a backcountry permit to get through the CDT uh, stretch in Yellowstone so that I can get to the backcountry office. I'm going to be like coming through the park maybe 20 or 30 miles before I can get to the backcountry office, and I won't have a permit. And I'm really just kind of calling to see if I can get special permission oh to uh, camp that first night in the park. Um, you know, because me. I, I don't have a car, so I can't really get to. You're a CDT the... hiker? Yeah, CDT hiker. That's the Continental Divide Trail. Hey, hey Bob, we got another CDT on the phone. Oh, you've, C- you've heard these CDT hikers have called you guys before then. So. What exactly do you want to do, sir? So I'm coming from Max in Idaho on the uh, Continental Divide Trail. There's about a 25-mile stretch before I can get to the permit office. Okay, okay. I can't do that all in one day, so I'm hoping to get your consent over the phone here, your audio consent over the phone for me to... um, you know, kind of get a special access permit, if you will, so that I could camp at that first backcountry yeah, campsite okay. in, in so, Yellowstone. Sir, we're going to need you to drive over to Old Faithful and come into the backcountry permit office to get your permit. Okay, so that's where this becomes difficult because I, I, I walked to Max in Idaho from uh, the Canadian border. So <laughs> my, my car is actually in New Hampshire right now. I don't have a car with me. so you, I, you, you don't have a car? I don't have a car, sir, no. Well, how are you going to get to the backcountry permit office? Well, I was, that's, that's what this phone call is all about. See, like I wanted to hike in the 25, 30 Son, miles. you do know you have to have a permit to camp in the backcountry of Yellowstone National Park. Oh, I, I do, sir, and that's why I'm on the phone here with you today is to secure that permit so that I can get a permit, an overnight permit, so that I can camp before I get to the backcountry office to get my official permits. Son, what is your major malfunction? Uh, um, I'm sorry? So... We're going to need you to drive over to the Yellowstone Backcountry Permit Office to pick up your permit in person. If you attempt to camp in the backcountry without a permit, you face a $200 fine. Well, that, that's, I know, and, and that's what I'm calling you about today, sir. I don't have a car. I can't drive to, from hey, accident. Bob, we got a, we got... I'm sorry. Well, excuse me. Go ahead. I, I can't. I don't have a car, so I can't drive from Maxon, Idaho, the 50 miles on the roads. You to... don't have a car, no, sir. I'm a CD. Well, how do you expect hiker. to get to the permit office? Well, that's what I'm. That's the. That's why we're on the phone here today, sir. Now let me get this straight. You're going to walk here. Yeah. 25 miles. Yeah. And you're not going to camp. You're just going to walk straight here to get the permit. No, no. See, I want to. I want to chill out in the morning and have a nice breakfast and drink some coffee. And use the bathroom a couple uh, times. I bet you're one of those Amendment wanna... 64 types, aren't you? I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, so you want to camp en route to pick up your permit. That's on, what you're telling me. Yeah, en route. Yep. So I'm hoping that I can get uh, you know, your, your, your blessing, sir. Um, okay. Because I, I'm a big fan of the National Park Service. Yeah. And I, I think the work that you guys do is phenomenal. And, All right. I'm um, going to have to get my manager on the phone. Uh, hold on a second. Hey, Bob, we got um, CDT problems on. Hi, this is Bob. Hi, Bob. My name is Mike DiLorenzo. I'm a CDT through hiker. I am calling to ask your permission to camp 15 miles, five miles into the national park um, tomorrow night because I plan to sure, leave. Sure, my... we can do that. Oh, great. Thanks. Yep. Just, uh, you know, if you see any rangers out in the backcountry, just tell them Bob gave you the A-OK.
Can I? Did you have a last name? Nope, nope. And actually, um, we got another call line. I gotta go. Good luck, son. Bob, thank you very much. Okay, I, have I, a good one. Thanks, Bob. It's really great of you. Thanks, Bob. You're welcome. Bye, Bob. Bye. take forever hello great smoky mountain national park backcountry permit office this is mark how can i help you uh yes my name is felicia Hermosillo, and i'm a at through hiker and i'm calling from the nantahala outdoor center and i need a backcountry permit for the at through section uh, at <laughs> uh section of the uh smokies don't don't get choked up there little lady we've got you covered all you need to do is head over to smokiespermits.mps.gov Click on the AT through hiker permit icon, fill out the application, we'll send you an email, print the email, and you're on your way. Oh, I, I don't have to come into the office at all? Nope. You don't have to come in. You just oh, get okay. on. The, and what if I don't have a printer? Well, I bet if you ask the nice folks at NOC, they'd let you print a copy right there. And if not, just save a copy on your phone. You can show a backcountry ranger while you're going through the, the Smokies. That, that's, it, that's it? That's it. Oh, okay. Have a good hike. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Mags, let's start the damn show. Yeah! Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! Oh, we're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Can nobody for fiesta? It's the trail show. My God, Polly. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Amosio. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! Poor Max Maganati. He's a fraud. And now, from Dilo's basement, it's the trail show. Live from Studio 3B at the Deloplex Broadcast Center in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district, you are listening to The Trail Show. We've been downloaded over 15,000 times and are now heard in 72 countries around the world. It is Thursday, April 18th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. Thanks to all our listeners who once again donated their hard-earned coin this past month to keep The Trail Show going strong. And a big thanks to all of you downloading the show on iTunes. Tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell the world about The Trail Show. If your business or website is interested in advertising on The Trail Show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. We've just updated our advertising rate sheet for the spring season and are offering $50 off show sponsorships for first-time advertisers. Partner with The Trail Show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info again is sales at thetrailshow.com. All right, let's set the table, folks. What are we going to be covering today? Well, I think the first thing we're going to talk about, we have a, last month we had a logo contest. We received numerous entries and we narrowed it down to two. And this month we have a Trail Show logo contest winner. Boom. Ganador. And we are excited about the end product. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll get into that in a bit. I just got back from a 130-mile hike on the Hayduke Trail with Skittles and Buck 30. Some would call that a section hike of the Hayduke Trail. It is a section yeah. hike of the Hayduke Trail. We, we love section hikers. Here. We do. <laughs> That's exactly right. Because we are all section hikers now. <laughs> we are. And, yeah, and I guess I just started a Hayduke Trail section hike. So, Woo! Noodlehead's top 10. 
We got Tales from the Trail with Squatch post colonoscopy. Oh, this be could wonderful. be an interesting <laughs> call. Um, yeah. Delo's favorite segment, Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. That's the one that starts off with the really loud heavy metal music. That's correct. Got it. And then a segment that no one, it's not even a segment, it's just going to be a little <laughs> epic fails. We're going to we're going to go through all our major epic fails on long trails, so get ready for that. What if we've never had any major epic fails? Then you're a liar. Okay. Beer and bandwidth sponsor shout-outs. We had a few again this month. And thank you so much as always. There's apparently a controversy about um, Delos saying embrace the brutality that we're going to need to address. Do, oh, should I have signed that legal sheet that uh, Homeboy sent me? <laughs> I, I think maybe Jester <laughs> should have sent you a legal sheet, but I don't know. We'll talk about that. Um, he doesn't know the strength of my lawyers, does he? <laughs> <laughs> his, apparently not. His dad, a real old school Italian lawyer. That's right. I'm so just he saying. like kills people? I, I, no, Jester, just, take just note. Just saying. Just saying. CDTC fundraiser and recent filming of two of the trail show podcast. What are we staff? <laughs> podcasters. Two of the trail show podcasters were recently filmed. Correct that's or right. incorrect? That's correct. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> Mag, yeah, you, that was you, you were one of them. What the? Hell? <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Um, well, it was so fun. But we'll it's talk just about... that we do so much filming, we yeah, lose track. Right. Oh, of yeah. Here we go. So we do. I forgot we were filmed because well, we'll get into it. But Mags is going to review two um, short films: one uh, that's Edward Abbey based, and one about the Colorado River. Mm-hmm. And as always, beer of the month. Ask a hiker with Delo. Ask a hiker with, excuse me, ask a she hiker with POD. And I actually have three ask a she hiker questions. Boom! Awesome. You, you outdid Delo this month. Trail of the month and trail news with Mags. Actually, that's not true. I have three ask a hiker questions as well. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but one much. of those is from a cross dresser, so it could go both ways. Uh, is that the sexy Ben? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the sexy Ben? Yes. Oh, I know the sexy Ben. Yeah. Oh, wow. He well, likes to, He likes to don. You know, he likes to break the gender lines when it comes to attire. And but, he looks pretty good, I must his, say. But his question has nothing to do with that. I know that. I'm just pointing out that I did beat you. That's all. <laughs> wow. Actually, actually wow. you could you have kept that. Here, you could have kept that question from the sexy Ben for yourself. It's true. Um, I yeah. She was being but charitable. Did, yeah, because it had nothing to do with she-hikers. <laughs> well, I tell you well, what. Well, moving along. It's getting hot in here. Yeah, it's also time for... Does my microphone do that too? Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month. Wow. All right, Dilo, what do we got this month? Wow. So we have something that I probably haven't drank since I was in college. That would be the Sam Adams Boston Lager. Wait a minute. This isn't a Colorado beer. What's going on? Well, there was a, a tragedy this past week. We'll yeah. We'll go into it too deeply, but coming from that area. Sure. It kind of uh, had a little bit of an impact on me because Boston was the big city to go to. And I thought back to the first craft beer I ever drank. Sam Adams Boston Lager. Yeah. Oh. Lager. 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 I'm going to isolate that. You know, it probably was the first craft beer I drank, too. So um, it's like coming back to an old friend I haven't seen in 10 years or whatever. Is that the original? This is the first one. <sighs> you know, could, I could heard you, a, Could somebody pass me one of those? I heard a piece on NPR, actually, I think over the summer, where they were talking about how... Um, there was an uproar in uh, Germany because they were having their beer fests in Germany. And Sam Adams actually won one of the categories. And they were all upset that Amer- an American beer won. 
Well, he's of German background, so that's pretty close. I know. So. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just an old friend. It's you know, I've had more interesting beers over the years, but it's good to come back and still taste good as a good drinkable beer. I mean, what do you think? Do you Agreed. Like? It is a good drinkable beer. I wouldn't say it's something that I would really go out of my way to buy uh, nowadays because there are just so many more flavorful, wild, and interesting beers out there. Uh, especially as we have all become more mature beer drinkers. Um, but this is still a nice, uh, it's, yeah. it's still that's a, pleasant. That's a bit of an ironic statement, and it's a isn't nice it? Nod M- to mature no, beer drinkers? Right. No, I, I hear you. Dude, we had a beer taste, a blind beer know, taste man. test on the show last month. That, that le- demonstrates a level of maturity that's just. But, above and beyond. Yeah, but none of us picked the best beer in the world either, so. No, that's because it's not the best beer in the world. You know what? I, I, I'm i sorry, Max. No, go ahead. please. After you, I, sir. I, I pulled a dealer there. I actually, like, tried to talk quicker than you so that I can. <laughs> 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 no, I find um, Sam Adams is kind of my go-to in airports. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're looking for oh, a $14 beer, it's a good one to you get. Know, you know what I've had from Sam Adams <laughs> yeah, right. actually recently that was quite tasty? I believe it was their Alpine Spring. Oh, that was good. That, hmm. that is delicious. That is delicious, Did, I have to say. So Sam Adams is, is putting out some interesting beers that are still keeping, um, you know, catching people's attention. But, and, and, yeah, it's a, I don't think I've had a, a Sam Adams in like four years or yeah. something. It's, it's, good. A, it's a good ne- next, um, next time you of, hit the airport. Yeah. And we have something else over here. But oh, I've already had one let, of those. Let's just really quick, a cold one to Boston. Cold, cold one, one to Boston. Boston. Here you go. Here you go. Right. Cheers. Cheers. The other beer we have <laughs> that was an epic fail in right studio there. this yeah, week. That was hardly an epic fail. It's from As a can, yeah. Dry Dock Brewing Company out of Aurora, Colorado. It's the Hop Abomination. It's an IPA, 6.5% alcohol by volume. I love IPAs. And even the non-IPA lovers in the room, POD, what about, what about the you were into it, right? Disco, what about the IBUs? Uh, check Beer Advocate. I'm not sure. Okay, we'll have to get the IBUs. I, I think it tastes pretty good. I do, too. Uh, dry, dry Dock puts out some really good yeah. stuff. Small. Yeah, I'm not a hoppy fan, but that one was pretty good. Yeah. Small brewery out of Denver, or Aurora, which is yeah. right next to... Basically Denver, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, it was tasty. They've had some other beers. Who, 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 what's the heavy breathing going on there? He's guys? all excited over the guy. Nothing. Beers. There's no, no, it's not a big deal. <laughs> POD, who should we thank this month for providing this lovely beverage? We should thank Pox Holiday of the Pox and Puss podcast. Yay, it's Pox a lot Holiday. Of Thanks a lot, Pox. We really uh, appreciate the beer donation. John O'Shea, Bobby Walters, who got. Big up, Bobby I know, Walters. This is like the man. second or third one in a row. Yeah, so nice. Thank, Thank you, Bobby Walters. John O'Shea and I were trading emails back and forth. I thought I knew him. Oh, but yeah, that's right. It turns out we don't know each other. And also we're thinking Chris Sensei Peeler, uh, who donated... Some time. Time. Yes, he donated his time. A lot of time. A lot yes. of time. He actually drew up a a comprehensive list of all of the Boulder, Boulder County breweries, both current and upcoming. Boom. And we're going to be posting that list on our Facebook page. I mean, we're going to have enough breweries to choose from just within Boulder County to like keep us going for like a year and a half. Hey, real quick, um, before I we just leave that today, before we leave the beer thing, talking about Sam Adams putting out some interesting stuff. So, not at the beer Great American Beer Fest we were at because we actually missed it, but the the one the year before. They they actually do a tasting of a twenty eight percent alcohol beer. Oh Is that the one God. that Dilo cut? 
Um, no, 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 oh, no. That was Pliny the Elder. Yeah, oh. from Russian River. But anyway, we missed it last year. I was able to catch it the year before because I was rolling with Scooby. I think I caught it the, the year before when you were hungover. But basically, I, I mean, their booth is there all day, but for only one hour, they open up the tasting of this 28% Wait, beer. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Was Disco too hungover to go to the Great American Beer Oh, Fest? God. <laughs> P.O.D., you Come outed on. me. Come I had. On. You want to talk about... Where's your... That... Epic fail. That was an epic fail. That's my like friends. a lack of maturity when it comes to your beer. Well, that was many oh, years man. ago. Let's get into a round table. Let's talk about this trail show logo contest and the winner. Yes. Did we make well. it through all of our other stuff here? Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. Well, so. Yeah. All right. So um we had many entries for our logo contest over the past month. It was the actually thousands, right? Thousands. It was very hard to um to make it all the way through them. I mean, I spent hours, countless hours actually. Reviewing logos, um, yeah. comparing them for different artistic and aesthetic qualities to make sure that the logo we chose is going to really portray who we are on the trail show and, and just who our listeners are and just Ryan really, and I. yeah, you know, kind of represent us. Represent the show. Yeah. So there's a lot of thought that went into reviewing these logos. Um, I actually took a couple of days off from work um, <laughs> to review the logos. You know? Okay. So, okay. Um, yeah. That's your so, dedication to the show. Yep. Absolutely. So we've narrowed it down to two. Yeah. Two logos. Do we need a timpani? I think before we announce the winner, we definitely need a timpani. Okay. So you so, just let me know when so you're the, ready. So the runner-up, the, and, and uh, what are we giving to the runner-up? We're giving them some thongs. Uh, he gets a Tell It on the Mountain DVD. He gets a Tell It on the Mountain DVD. And some CDT swag. Yes. And some CDT swag. Does he get a thong? No. That's no. only for the winner. Okay. So the winner gets the thong. Yep. So our runner-up, second place Jason Cronk. Boom. Jason Cronk, thank a, you for submitting, sir. Lovely logo. Uh, we and, appreciate it. And also, Jason Cronk has some really nice photography on his Facebook page. Check it out. Check, so it, check out. it out. Yeah. And he's a skateboarder, from what I understand. Yeah. I, I hey, man. So. We, yeah. uh, Skate or die. Can we talk about skateboarding on the show? It's not skiing. Hey, that dude, that's my background, man. That's, that's how I got into long-distance hiking. Skateboarding? <laughs> I know. It sounds crazy, right? Hmm. It's the gateway drug. <laughs> You start off rollerblading, then you yeah. do skateboard. Next thing well, you, know, you know, it's like wheels are too easy. At some point, you just got to start hiking and make it, right. you know, mix it up a bit. Okay, so our runner-up, Jason Cronk. Thank you, Jason. Yes. You win a DVD and some CDT swag, but no thong. And so our winner, should our I winner, a yes, little Tiffany? Let's, let's get some Tiffany here. And our winner, the Facebook, I'm sorry, the Trail Show Logo Contest. Hector Cortez. Whoa! Yeah. yeah! Hector Cortez. Hector, man. Yeah, the H is actually silent. Hector Cortez. We were blown away by Hector's submission. Absolutely. It was phenomenal. Hector sent Phenomenal. Us. It was phenomenal. Hector's logo, um, how can I describe it? Awesome. It's amazing. Very cohesive. Um, very concise. Uh, uh, a very nice, clean. Very clean. Crisp. Just a nice... Simple but awesome. Simple but awesome. A nice cohesive branded logo yeah. to that really portrays who we are on the trail show. It's got a picture of a bottle of beer. Uh, it's got some mountains yeah. and it's, it's lovely. It, it looks it's like the logo. the website and it's on a beer cap. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, it looks like the logo of a craft beer. Yeah, yeah it I really agree. does. It looks like it could be on a bottle of beer. Mm-hmm. And if everything works as planned and you're at the PCT kickoff next week, Stop by the Gossamer Gear booth. You may be able to pick up some free stickers with the new logo. That's correct. Should we? But we don't promise that. We don't. No, promise we that. ain't promising that. We went on a limb. We ordered the stickers tonight. If 
the sticker giant, uh, a renowned sticker company here in Boulder, comes yep. through for us. We will have stickers for you. Recommended by Scooby. So, That's sticker right. giant, if you're listening, don't please let, don't let our listeners down. Yep. They need this, That's man. That's right. I'm sure Sticker Giant is listening. <laughs> <laughs> so Hector, as the, winner, as the winner of the logo contest, Hector gets a thong. We're getting the pint glass, um, some CDT swag, including yes. some maps and bandanas or handkerchiefs or something. Are, are these going to be used bandanas? <laughs> they might be. Max. I just need to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> might be, you might be getting some used CDT bandanas <laughs> oh, boy. Max. Some, from Max. Some used be great. CDT maps. <laughs> 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 like all ripped in the folds, <laughs> and you'll be getting a nice CDT map to mount to your wall, a full you know wall length map. Hardly any CDT. use. <laughs> and he's also going to get a Tell It on the Mountain DVD. Tell It on the Mountain That's DVD. That's right. And a signed copy of I Hike. Ooh, Ooh are you going to sign know. it in Espanol? I might need your assistance on that, but I suppose I could. Oh, do you spell your name differently in Spanish? I do not. <laughs> you know, it was great when we were in Spain. <laughs> the, the little kids. Oh, man. The couple days that we were on the, around my friend's kids, there were like five little cousins all hanging out together. And they didn't really speak hardly any English at all because they were little. And disco Spanish was, eh. He could speak a few words. <laughs> like the but five-year-olds. they loved him because there was a swimming pool and he was like doing all kinds of backflips and gainers and half gainers and whatever. I taught them the and flying so squirrel. They were just like every every time we were outside there, these go, these go, these go, these go. It was and, great. And I couldn't speak I couldn't, And they you would know. say things to him like, you know They were talking to me in Spanish and I was just yeah. like see see no 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 and he was like Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'd do a flip and they'd love it. And, you know, we'd dive for little diving sticks. It was a good time. But that's neither here nor there. Congratulations, Hector. Yep. You're our trail yes. show logo contest winner. Yeah, we are stoked. Representing. All right. What's next, Disco? I just got back from 130 miles on the Hayduke Trail. Now, now, before we go into that, let's just clarify for all of our listeners. But the Hayduke Trail is actually longer than 130 miles. Therefore... You went out on a section hike, is that correct? That is correct. I did when I did go out on a section hike. And actually, our Hayduke Trail is going to be our trail of the month. And we'll get to like some stats later. It is an 800-mile-plus trail. Um, I just, now, yep. when you were on the, hay, the section hike that you did, now, did you stay on the uh, official route or did you do any blue blazing? That is, did you go off trail? You know, the entire Hayduke Trail is a blue blaze. Some would say it's more of a route than trail. The it's future like, of through hiking. It's like a future trail. <laughs> the future of through hiking. Routes versus trails. It was definitely a route. <laughs> and it was definitely not a trail. As a matter of fact, the only trails that I set foot on in 130 miles were were made by cattle. They were basically cattle trails over some mesas. Mm-hmm. The rest was a mixture of walking um, washes through canyons, walking dirt roads, walking two tracks, walking um, uh, like abandoned mining tracks, abandoned roads, um, n- nothing at all, just walking over mesas and making your own route as you go, picking the best way. Yeah, it was, there's no trail out there. It's um, awesome. Yeah, and, and I was thinking like Mags and Delo, like, this is this is the exact kind of hiking you guys like to do. And and granted, I had a blast. I was out there with Skittles and Buck 30. Without and, me. And by the way, they're both keeping trail journals and of their Hey Duke hikes. And you can check them out. Um, Skittles is at trailjournals.com slash Skittles. And Buck 30s is at postholer.com slash Buck 30. 
one of my long lost cousins, apparently. Yeah, Mags <laughs> and Buck Thirty have a very striking resemblance they to do. one another, but they've never they met. Do. Correct? You what? Never met. How's we, that possible? No. We've emailed. We know of each other, but we never met. Is he going to be at the gathering? No. Oh, he's going to be. Get this. So after the Hey Duke's over, he's going out to um, paddle the length of the Yukon River, and then he's going to go hike half the AT. As if he didn't have <laughs> enough adventuring in one year. He's just, like, stacking them. So, yeah. Some of us are luckier than than others. Than the rest of us, I suppose. Yes. Wow. Well, one of us in this room just went hiking for 130 miles. It was yeah. awesome. I needed it desperately, too. I had... Um, I just left my job. I'd spent a week and a half in South Carolina moving my mom. And is she, I, a, is she a big woman? <laughs> 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 moving, moving her home <laughs> from one home to the, to another. Thanks, Dilo. I appreciate that. No but anyway, problem, I drove out. I met um, Skittles and Buck Thirty in Hanksville, Utah, which is in the middle of nowhere. And we hiked 130 miles to Escalante, Utah, which is also in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And 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 kind of a callback to a previous show, Escalante is where Everett Roos was last seen. The last known town. Can, I, can yeah. I ask you a logistical question about um, your hike? Yeah. Um, did you drive your car to a trailhead? No. I drove my car to Hanksville, uh-huh. and I parked it at the motel we stayed at the night before. Okay. And, get, and so we had an 18-mile hitch back to the trail. By the way, only three guys hitching on the side of the road, middle of nowhere, Utah, took 15 minutes. Well, they probably thought you were Mormons. No, they did not think we were Mormons, and it it wasn't Mormons that picked picked us up. Oh. But anyway, yeah, I left my car at the hotel. Mm-hmm. We hitched eighteen miles, and um, it's funny we were basically where they dropped us off. There was nothing there because it's the Hey Duke Trail, and I think they were kind of like, "You guys really want to get out here?" <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's this wash under this um, culvert. Yeah, this is it. And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and so then how did you get back to the hotel where you left your car for oh, uh, a week and a half or two weeks or whatever? So a guy I used to work with at my old job was down there vacationing, and he met us in Escalante. And then oh, okay. we actually drove. It was kind of cool. We drove back to Hanksville and then actually went like 20 miles outside of Hanksville and did some um, slot canyons um, in the San Rafael Swell, which is a really cool area. It's beautiful. Yeah, we did um, three slot canyons and then went over to Goblin Valley State Park, which is also... Uh, pretty amazing. They filmed mm-hmm. a couple of sci-fi movies there. It's kind of like an otherworldly landscape. Mags, I can't believe I've you've heard, never I, stopped I've heard in. That, that Goblin Valley and a full moon on acid is like <laughs> blowing your mind. Yeah, crazy. You know, I bet I've, it is. I've driven by Goblin Valley many, many times, but I was always on the way to somewhere else, Capitol Reef or Escalante. Yeah, yeah. sure. So I never IKEA. Like, <laughs> yeah, <geez. laughs> Salt Lake City, IKEA, right, Max? Oh, Maron. Anyway, oh boy. So, so anyway, yeah, you know, Ooh, IKEA. Yeah. I was, I was actually concerned I wasn't going to be able to keep up with them because they started the trail um, mid March in Arches, which is where the Hayduke starts. And by the time I joined them, they were already two, three weeks into their hike. The you know, and I'm, I'm essentially coming off the couch, so to speak, but. I was in pretty decent shape when I started, and I was able to hang with them and keep up. It turns and... out the other guys were maybe not in the best of shape when they started <laughs> the trail. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I, what I can tell you, though, is on day two, we went up over the highest point on the Hayduke Trail, which is Mount Allen at 11,400 feet. And it was a, basically a 6,000-foot climb wow. from where we got dropped off from our hitch to the top of Mount Allen. And I definitely felt that for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was the least of our worries. 
you know, we had the water on the Hayduke Trail, the water carries and the water situation in general is, I'd heard rumors about it. There's alkaline water, which tastes horrible. Um, There's pretty much four to five liter water carries were the standard. And I would say if there's any trail you want to go ultralight on, it's the Hayduke Trail because you're going to add back all that weight in water and then some. I went as light as I could, um, but it was still, you know, pretty heavy. Plus, we left Hanksville with eight days of food. So you throw eight days of food in a pack and then five liters of water, and it's hard to go. It's hard to be lightweight when you've got all that extra weight. But anyway, I had a blast. I was kind of every day the scenery was just mind-boggling, and I could go on and on. And anyway, I posted a link to some photos I took on the Trail Show's Facebook page, so check that out. And yeah, I can't wait to get back to the Hey Duke Trail. Awesome. Me neither. <laughs> so re- this relates to it. POD and I were just venting with each other the other night. No, we were planning. And I was to say that we have plans to do the Hey Duke, her and I. Yeah. yeah hey, I want to uh, go. Come mm-hmm. on. The more the merrier on the Hey Duke. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Adriana, give me her blessing to take off some time at some point. So. We can all go. That's right. It, D-Lo can go, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we'll get into some resources for the Hayduke Trail once we get into yeah. Trail of the Month. I, I won't go into that right now, but we do need to go to break before we come back and do the Noodleheads Top 10. Okay. How, how do you feel about that? Sounds good. Sweet. Wonderbar. We're not the gear crowd. We're the beer crowd. The Trail Show. Live from 5,400 feet above sea level, it's The Trail Show. And we're back with The Trail Show. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. Mags, how are those sales on Cafe Press doing? <laughs> <laughs> that good, huh? Oh, wonderful. How are the thongs selling? Well, maybe now that we have our new logo going, maybe the things will sell better. Yeah, we sold one pint glass and one coffee mug. Did we? Yeah, we had. That means we had some. Oh, okay, that's, okay, fantastic. All right, soon to be some more when we <clears throat> give our prizes away. Right. Oh my god! I think it'll be better with the new logo because it's kind of creepy to drink out of a pint glass with your face on it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, not, not your, face, your face is on it too. Meant. That's what I meant. My, like with your own face. That's what I meant. Oh my gosh! Not All Mags's right. face. Let's get right into the Needlehead's top ten. Top ten signs. You're not adjusted to life off the trail. Number 10. Never remember to flush. <laughs> Number 9. You ask your roommate every night, where are you sleeping? Number 8. <laughs> keep consulting the data book in the morning. Number 7. Keep looking for a hiker box at the P.O. <laughs> Number 6. Get perturbed when people use your real name. Yeah. Number 5. You wear your headlamp at nightfall. <laughs> Number four, you have a register in your bedroom. Ooh. Number three. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Six months later, you're still dipping Snicker bars in peanut butter. Yeah. Number two, 
You just don't go to work on rainy days. And the number one sign you're not adjusted to life off the trail. Your neighbors are annoyed by the human-sized poop in your backyard. (laughs) Oh, boy. D'Lo, please. (laughs) Any of you guys had any uh, trouble adjusting to trail life? I mean, adjusting to life after the trail? I, I... No, I don't, you know, dig holes in my backyard to <laughs> poop, man. I, I poop inside after I'm done hiking, you know? I don't Mags? Know. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's I not still, easy. I still haven't adjusted. Yeah, but Max, you're you're just a maladjusted individual in general. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, man. That's P.O.D.? Uh... Every time I've been out, gone off trail, I've gone back to Crested Butte. It's a pretty easy transition. Well, it's, it's basically like being on the yeah. trail. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've had varying degrees of adjusting. I, actually, it's weird because there's definitely adjustment when you hit the trail. Yeah. And then there's adjustment when you get off the trail. And I don't know. They're both tough, but probably getting off the trail is is the worst. I think Max was first. Yeah. To to quote a good friend from the other night, yeah. I feel like a caged bird at times. Ooh. <laughs> I think I said a caged animal. Oh, I'm mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think that I've always just been really ready to get off the trail when it's time oh, to get off the trail. Not me. Yeah, really? It's like four months of hiking, five months of hiking. I'm. It's. I'm. I'm I, good I to go, feel like man. most people say that, but yeah. I, I. This is the truth. I speak the truth. La verdad. Every time I have finished a long hike, I've been so sad. Like I felt like if I only had five hundred more miles of of good weather, I could keep going. <sighs> So I was driving down the I-5, and I had to... And I had a colonoscopy. I had a colonoscopy, and then I was just found myself in this gigantic pile of feces. <laughs> Next I, to the Navajo oh, shooter. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you, that's a callback to all those stories. <laughs> the Navajo shooters were in soiled khakis. And so, did you write this before? No, no, we're just making it up. Hello. Hello. Let's, let's play a prank on them. Same prank we do every month. None. <laughs> he did have a colonoscopy today. He may not he answer. Might not answer. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, Scott, this is Doctor Zhivago. I was calling for your post-op checkup on your colonoscopy. And the results are. Well, there was a couple of problems. <laughs> um, I wanted to discuss with you in in detail. Um. Could you come back in tonight? Sure. Did you eat a lot of corn today? (laughs) No, but I'm hearing a lot of it right now. (laughs) So, Squatch, you had a colonoscopy, what, mere hours ago, correct? Uh, I would say actually about uh, nine hours ago. And And, uh, You were anesthetized? How do you say that? Anesthetized? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it was supposed to be a kind of a partial. They said that they don't put you fully under because you, they may ask you to move a little bit or to, uh, or to, and that's for the, you know, all the video camera work before they release it on DVD. And, uh, <laughs> at squatchfilms.com. Squatchescolon.com. Okay. But I was out, man. In fact, <laughs> it was one of those things. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but you go in. 
and you you know from surgery or whatever and you the next bit of consciousness you think oh okay they must be getting ready to start or it, and, and it's over oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I had my wisdom teeth pulled some years back and they were like okay count down to 10 i think i got to 7 and yeah. i woke up and my mouth was in a state of shock yeah yeah but they they, they were all great they were, you know and again i don't know if you guys saw i posted on facebook just before, pictures? literally less than a minute before I go under, it was really nice staff. I asked the doctor, I goes, well, I, I was, I asked him, I was curious, how many of these have you done? He seems like he's about 55, you know, about, about my age. Probably. And I, and he goes, he goes three. What? He goes three. I we, just finished the book last night, but the first two today went pretty well, I think. What, were you at a teaching hospital? Like what's going on there? Yeah, it was actually a street cor- uh, corner operation. There, it, it's also selling tacos and soda. It's Bob's discount colonoscopies. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, things. The, the last thing I remember was the sound of traffic noise. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's so, not. Uh, you know he's good if he can do it on a street corner. So how how are you feeling? I, honest to God, I feel great. Yeah, uh, I now weigh 161 pounds. Wow, they removed like 20 pounds worth of tumors, huh? Yeah, well, no, that last night, you know, you have the preparation. You have to do this three-step thing where you first hmm. uh, you take Dulcolax. That's the softening phase. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but but the painful one, you know, people there was this vague thing. Oh, it's uncomfortable, and I thought it was just that you know you're sitting there crapping for hours. But you know, I, I enjoy crapping as I think most of us do. Uh, me, even in the car when that happened, was had, a, had an element of joy to it. <laughs> Dilo was reminiscing. <laughs> Dilo was reminiscing about your your trip on the four hundred five just minutes ago. I was. Yeah, I was. You'll have yeah, to listen was, to the show. I, uh, yeah, right. I think it provided, <laughs> think it provided uh, some mental preparation. Hey, look, I've been able to you know crap in a car while driving seventy in a fast lane with my head out the window. <laughs> I should be able to withstand the the, the colonoscopy uh, preparation. Sure. Uh, so the, the pain was only it just it just kind of made your gut feel. Uh, but then once the uh, the floodgates opened, as it were, uh, then it was uh, it was uh, all downhill hmm. uh, mentally and physically after that. You know, I think that I think that anytime you have some um, lower GI uh, stress yeah. or distress, yeah, it's like. It's like before the floodgates open, yeah. as you said, it's like your your body's really fighting it, and that's the painful part. Yeah, but then it, when it, you just <laughs> just let go, you're fine. Well, isn't it? I mean, wouldn't it be kind of like yeah, your the whatever part of your intestines are working or not working at that point? It's like you know the dam that's ready to bust, <laughs> and it's like the cracks are happening, and it's like oh, gee, oh god, and then once it happens. <laughs> Uh, sure, you need a new pair of pants sometimes, but y- the joy that you feel uh, overrides that. Wow. Uh, this is just wonderful, heartwarming. Uh, our listeners are just loving these tales from the trail. Yeah. Tales from the tail. <laughs> That's right. So, Squatch, moving on, we're going to be at yeah. the Pacific Crest Trail kickoff, a.k.a. Yeah. Adza Pacitco, next weekend. Yeah, I'm very excited. Are you going to be recovered enough from your colonoscopy to, you know, fulfill your duties? Or there? are you going to be sitting on one of those donuts the whole time? Yeah, you're going to be on the donut. And if well, you're going to be on the donut, you better bring a weapon because you know Meadowhead's going to be after you after that donut. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, that's what? That's a that's a low blow. He likes donuts. That's all. I don't think Meadowhead listens to Betty Park. I, yeah, you know, Meadowhead's a friend. He's an old friend. He's now he's famous in the book Wild. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Cheryl Strayed years ago. I think it was forty nine. 
<laughs> yeah, he he he's in the book. I know. He was just Ed then. He wasn't Meadow Ed. Exactly. Yeah, he was just and Ed. he wasn't the Mannion. I, I think Meadow Ed would laugh at this because he's old school. He knows, you know, he's ball bust. You know, back in yeah. Boston when I was uh, no. <laughs> so um <laughs> Anyway, uh, did I not answer a question somebody asked? Uh, it's no. fine. So, 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 add to Pacico. I, okay, I want to, yeah. I want to pitch an idea to you. Sure. Because I know at some point during the weekend you're going to have a megaphone. All right. Now uh, you know, you know about this whole Harlem Shake phenomenon that's almost uh, come and go. Dude, it's yeah, it should be gone. It's, it's. I think it's officially jumped the shark, dude. Seriously, no, the no, Harlem co- Shake has been done to death. Wait a minute, Mags wants to chime in here. You know how I know it's jumped the shark for sure? We had an all-hands meeting at what I call the salt mine. They had the Harlem Shake as kind of a company hoo-ha, let's raise morale thing. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you know it's jumped the shark when corporate America. When it's become team-building exercise nine to nine. And I was told I didn't participate enough. Oh, Mags. Yeah, you, you know what? Mags is dead on. He put it he exactly. Once it reaches the corporate American stage, or any corporation for that matter, yeah. it should just be shot in the forehead. All right. So you're you're officially poo-pooing my idea to get all the folks at Ads of Pacico to do a Harlem Shake. Hell yeah. I, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. – Okay. You know, I, okay. Okay. But I, I can handle rejection. Else. Think beyond. See, creative by definition means yeah. not repeating oneself. Go beyond. Like flip flop flipping too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could all do colonoscopies. I don't know. That's that, true. What, I mean, what, what's what's the latest craze? Still walking, or even more walking. <laughs> Son of still walking, even more. <laughs> no, no, what I'm saying. Don't follow a craze. You cannot compare doing a follow a film to a happy. That's but, but I came up with flip flop flipping, so I could repeat mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Squatch. Congratulations yeah. on reaching your Kickstarter goal for the Camino uh, adventure and video. Woo! Thank you, Thank you very much. Uh, it was uh, a very ha- and there's actually anybody listening, and I'm and I'm not putting this as a, as a further solicitation. Well, I am a little bit, I suppose. But on Kickstarter, you have to leave it up for 30 days, and I, w- I was very fortunate. It happened in about nine. But you can still you can still give and you still will get those rewards, those unbelievably cool rewards like you know the autograph DVD or Blu-ray or the download. You check all that. Like for twenty-five bucks, you get the download. You get the exclusive updates. What if oh, what if as oh, my oh. gift I want you to listen to one episode of the Trail Show? Ooh, Ooh. that may be asking too much. Will that happen? Yeah. That is. Uh, I'm going to have time to do that <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. So. So let me ask you. That was very non-committal. Oh, no. <laughs> I love what it. What episode do you guys think was your best? And let me. I'll write the number down right here on a piece of paper. That because you can only listen to one. I, 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 may, I may only want to listen to one. Uh, oh. Check check out check out number five. Number what? five. Yeah. I think what? I think, I don't know. I'm always partial to like our last episode. I really, I really liked one where we had that guy Squatch on the phone, and he was talking about driving an I five. Yeah, check out, yeah, check stuff, out the four hundred five episode what, Squatch. What, what, what episode was that? When that guy Squatch was talking I don't about know, man. his pants, man. That Pretty much everyone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. it, sounds, it sounds a little tawdry. I don't know if I could really handle it. Um, Juvenile, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, so, when do you embark for the Camino? The the here's the the basic deal. I fly back. I'm going to Trail Days. Wow. Um, because uh, that's fun, and I can uh, hopefully sell some DVDs, which are available at squatchfilms.com. And um, 
right after trail days, drive back to Washington, D.C., and I think the next day the attempt, because my dad was an airline pilot, and I got to go standby, still get the passes, right? Yep, you bet. So uh, hopefully May 21st, fly back to France, then the train to Bayonne, and then another train down to Saint-Porte-de-Tapapa. <laughs> yeah. And then it begins. So, so probably sometime right around the 23rd, 24th. That's when I hope to start walking. Of April or May? May. Of May. May. Of May, yeah. Wait, okay. wait, does that mean like one of these tales from the trail will actually um, be like seriously from live from the Camino the de trail? Santiago? The trail? Maybe we can do it in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, had to go all the way to Europe to do a live one from the trail. But far yeah. out, man, far out. Yeah, that'll be cool. We can do it in Spanish, Squatch. You know what? I, I think probably the one thing. Now, I don't. I'm. I, I guess it maybe planned for it to be a short one because the phone rate. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous how much it is for. Well, if oh you listen God. to the show just once, you would see that the person who does the most talking <laughs> during our Skype calls is you, sir. <laughs> Squash. So just do it, man. I mean, just, you guys are uh, sitting there. <laughs> why? Just get on some Wi-Fi, man. You can. They have the Wi-Fi there in, in the Europe, don't they? Yeah. Sure, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got the Wi-Fi yeah. over there. It's yeah. called we. It's called Wi-Fi in France. It's, Wi-Fi. Oh, right. It's called Wi-Fi in, in España. Nice. Hey, Squatch. Hey, man. Yeah. Wi-Fi. Our, our program manager just popped his head in the door. We gotta. We gotta roll. We gotta oh, move on. Um, but yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> we we will see you at the kickoff, sir, yeah. next weekend. Looking yeah, forward looking to that. Looking forward to seeing you guys big time. I'm getting very excited. I'm gonna bring and... you a present, Squatch. Uh oh. Yeah. Is it Bigfoot related? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good. A speedy recovery with your colonoscopy there, and we'll yep. see you next weekend. Wishing, right, guys, here's wishing you a solid turd. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. And there it was, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Scott Squatch Harris Tales from the Trail. Do you think he'll actually listen to a show? No, I, I don't know, but maybe, you, like I said, maybe one of these times we'll actually get him on the trail. We we talked about a trail, <laughs> so that that's yeah, a step. Yeah, that's yeah, a step. Is. yeah, he's he's heading out onto a trail. So I think when we first started, he was on the AT, wasn't he? He was. He was on the AT. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was actually nice. calling in and leaving messages. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, so that's how it started. Yeah. Now and then tr- it was like from the Super 8 and... From Weed, <laughs> California. Weed, California. California. Weed, California. Yeah. yeah. His parents' oh bedroom or whatever. Yeah. You know. <laughs> His parents' bedroom. Hey, D-Lo. <laughs> and now it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. I just noticed that in that crazy music at the beginning, there's a countdown. It's like three, two, one. Oh yeah, there's yeah. definitely. Do you need to hear it again? No, 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 is this, and it's also going to relate to my epic fail, which is coming up soon. So when you go on a backpacking trip, doesn't matter what length it is. Could be uh, a section hike. Could, could be, be a section hike. Could be two nights, could be three, could be one. Actually, it could be a day hike, doesn't even matter. Whatever amount of toilet paper you were planning on taking for that journey, double it. I, so, want, I want you to double it. So if I double zero, that's still zero. That's correct. I mean, I mean, there are those out there that don't use TP. For, for a day hike, dude? Does Skirka use TP? Double it. 
<laughs> he brings enough just to, as he put it, to polish it off. Yeah. So, Ew. so those Gross. of us, those of us who just bring enough to polish it Does off, he get a rash. What what do they do to um you know get to that point? Where it just requires you, a little polishing. You I can know, use leaves. You can use well, snow. Snow oh, works great. I see. No, it doesn't. Oh, that's so it, painful. It's very clean. It's very I know, clean. It hurts. Oh, I've come on. Snow before. I, I, I find snow only works if you didn't do an, a good enough job the first time and you got to come back and polish it off. Polish that's it off. That's what I use snow for if there happens to be I snow. I did an, in an emergency situation once and. I was not happy. I was like, that's never happening again. <laughs> so, Max, Max tell, tell our listeners, oh, do man. you really um, wipe your um, ass with rocks? <laughs> I have. I by, by, <laughs> Use a left hand, though. You know, oh, I've heard man, of people... You know, oh, why, why? Come on, stop it. I've no, that's, of, that's legit. I've heard of people oh. doing this, the whole rock thing. But I just feel like there's like... Fine sand and dirt on the rock, and doesn't that get all stuck up in there and get all itchy and out? Why are you so against toilet paper? That's so. What I, I, know. I mean, you know, now that we're airing our dirty laundry, so to speak, um, I usually start with either a smooth rock or a Douglas fir cone. I find them to be the best. Or big green leaves. No, I'm not a fan. I, I find that those smear more okay. than clean. <laughs> with, so. the du- with the Douglas fir cone, do you go against the grain? <laughs> nope, you got to oh, work ouch. with the grain. Like a cheese grater. Oh, 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 can I do a historic trivia real quick? Sure. You know, please, please. Mags, you know some history, music, trivia, what? Who? You know, the the uh, motto, wrong end of the stick, that comes from the Romans. Hmm. They had a big sponge on the stick. If you took the wrong end of the stick, oh, wow. it would be very painful. So they would use what do you mean sp- they had a sponge on the end of the stick? They would use like a, essentially a sponge on a stick. For so, wiping? Yeah. And then they reused it? <laughs> That would clean it, but yeah. Who cleaned it? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't around then. Ugh. So the wrong end was the end without the sponge. Yes. You bet. So Colon- you're giving yourself a colonoscopy right there. Well, you know I don't saying? think he's shoving. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Well, you anyway. accidentally do. Maybe, squa- you, maybe Squatch can. You might go a little deep with the sponge, but if the sponge <laughs> oh, is, on the, is, is missing okay, from anyway. the end you chose to use. You're, in, you're entering colonoscopy. So you don't need TP necessarily is what you know, we're saying. It's interesting that you this is your trail songs. tip of the month because I feel like on more than one occasion you've been like, Pod, do you have any extra toilet paper? No, I, I know. And that's why I'm actually kind of reminding myself too because I had barely enough on this Hey Duke trail hike. I mean, eight days, you know, eight days is a long time. And then when you start drinking alkaline water and water that's being dumped in directly yeah. by bovines, even filtering it, will only take you so far. At right. some point, at some point, things can get ugly. Yeah, I can see that. And in those, in see, those times... I'm the type of person, you make fun you of me for TV. all the extra things I bring. I never run out of toilet paper. Although I do recommend the... Um, you can buy uh, biodegradable TP at... Actually, at Walmart. Uh, hmm. They make it for people that use campers. It's called like um, li- oh, yeah. liquid gold. But anyway, <laughs> I know it's a funny name, but anyway, you know, there's a lot of folks that are like, oh, you shouldn't use TP because it doesn't biodegrade. You can actually buy biodegradable if you're concerned about such things. So check it out. I mean, it's it's usually like one ply. It's not the softest on your tush, but it will get the job done. Okay. Mm. Just make sure you pack double. This is going to be a good segue into our epic fails. But before we do that, we need to go to break. I know you guys haven't asked me, but I won't be appearing on your show. The Trail Show.
broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado. It's the Trail Show. The Trail Show is back. We are here. We're getting ready to go into Epic Fails. But first, we want to give a shout-out to all our listeners in Ghana. Oddly enough, month after month, Ghana keeps coming up in the top 10 downloads for our, our show. And all we can figure is that there's got to be some Peace Corps volunteers in Ghana that are listening to the show. So we're actually, we actually want to encourage, if any of you Ghana folks are listening in, shoot Delo an email at Delo at thetrailshow.com. Tell him who you are. We'll give you a shout out. Let us know what you're up to, and and, you and know. don't forget to hit that PayPal button. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll send you a thong to Ghana because they're probably hard to get there. <laughs> All right, let's check in on this beer. And just as a reminder, this beer was brought to us by Pox Holiday of the Yay, Pox. Pox and Woo! Puss. Pox and Puss podcast. John O'Shea, Bobby Walters, a repeat offender. Yeah, Bobby. Uh. And also that Chris Sensei Peeler. And also, we had another sock donation yeah. from Chris Kaunkel. Mags, what's the story on the socks? I'm not 100% sure. He just has a connection to sock manufacturers. Chris is a ranger. But he sent you the socks? He sent me the socks. What, what, what about us, bro? Where are the socks? You have socks, too. He already gave them to us. Oh, well, those were the socks we got a couple shows ago? More no, socks. We got some more today. Who? Where are they? He was eating soup when you gave him the socks. He didn't oh, see them. They're upstairs. Okay. I thought you were holding out on me or something, man. No, no, no. no. I, Come on, I need I some sh- socks, I, I share the sock love. I'm unemployed at the moment. I need some socks. <laughs> nice, thick wool socks. All right. It's too bad I didn't have those earlier when that homeless man was so handling me downtown today. We here at the Trail Show have decided that we are going to pull back the curtain a bit. We're actually going to discuss our epic fails. All right, so what we mean by epic fails is that, you know, at some point, any long-distance hiker, whether they be section or through or both, um, they have some sort of epic fail on trail. And it could be either a gear malfunction, a planning malfunction, a mishap on trail, some sort of disaster. <laughs> a microphone malfunction. A microphone malfunction. <laughs> D'Lo, do you need help with your mic? No, I got it covered. Thanks. Okay. so Do I sound good? Yeah, you sound wonderful. You, you sound wonderful. You sound. You, sound you look splendid. uncomfortable though, with all the fidgeting over there. Yeah, that's that's something else I don't want to talk about. <laughs> you look a little boy in church. You just can't sit still. You can move. All right, who's going first? I'll go. Pod, epic fail. Um, I think my epic fail. We discussed this at home, and I think it's going to have to be. The day of Dana Spring. Oh, CDT 2006, Montana. So basically... Please don't throw me under the bus too bad. Because <coughs> this epic fail had a lot to do with me. Yeah, but let me tell the story. So we're in the CDT in 2006 near Dana Spring, Montana, in Montana. And I had strained my quad and I was having trouble walking. And specifically downhill was really tough. And I was in a lot of pain, and we finally get down to Dana Spring, and um, Disco was a little bit ahead of me, and he was, <laughs> I looked up and saw the big, the huge water tank, and he's pacing with his head net on, because the flies are literally trying to tear the flesh off of his body. Horrendous. So I'm trying to, like, giddy up and get up there, you know, but I'm, like, crying, my, my leg hurts so bad. And I, like, took my eyes off the trail for a split second to look up at Disco. I tripped over a rock. I fell on my good side, like, totally all the weight of my pack and everything. 
on my right knee, bent my trekking pole, and Disco didn't see me fall. He looked up and saw me sitting on the ground crying. <laughs> and That's he was all like, I saw. What the hell is she doing? <coughs> so I finally get to the uh, water source. We decide to set up the tent because it's just madness. And uh, I was like, in a, I was a mess. I was just a mess. I, I felt so defeated. I felt completely defeated. My leg hurt so bad. And then I just fallen. I bent my trekking pole. The flies were like tearing my eyeballs out. And we finally set up the tent. I get in there and I'm like, okay, I need to clean out this wound because there was like dirt and rocks and cow shit all like shoved up in my little cuts in my knee. So Ouch. I get out this alcohol wipe thinking I'll clean it out. Oh, bad idea, people. I wiped my knee with the alcohol wipe. And at this point, Disco still doesn't know that I have, that I've fallen and that I have this huge problem on my knee. Need the info. Didn't have the info. So I, uh, I put the alcohol wipe on my knee and it hurt so bad. And I was like, <laughs> you know. No, it was a little more <laughs> dramatic than that. But yeah, it was. Anyway. And he was like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? And yeah, I, I freaked out, man. And he didn't know until like hours later, like later that afternoon that I had actually fallen and hurt my knee. Never he thought I was it. just like having a freak out moment. Anyway, that was my big epic fail. It was pretty bad. It was a rough day. Rough day on the CD. There were a lot of tears. And I had a scar for a long time. Tears were shed. Yeah. Scars were given. Scars. Yeah. And if still you want to take a look man. at the. There's uh, emotional scars that still, yeah. still exist from Dana Springs. That's true. The, the the knee post-trauma when it was on its way to healing is featured, actually, in the walkumentary, if you want to oh, see yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. There was a close-up. P.O.D., thank you for that um, that epic fail. We really appreciate that. D'Lo. I've never really had any epic fails. <laughs> He's lying through his teeth. Oh, my God, man. I can't recall anything like... I mean, I've had moments like that, but I've never felt like that was a failure. It's just struggling. Like, all. you don't have any... Know, you got no story today. You got nothing to bring to the table. Like, an epic failure is kind of like you step out on, like, a four-day hike with, like, no toilet paper type of thing. Um, and I haven't really done that. Dude, no gear failures on trail, no planning failures before the getting trail. lost <laughs> yeah getting with your future lost. wife perhaps I think, I think, getting oh, frustrated. oh here we go here we go okay i think mags just tapped into something d well <laughs> <laughs> yeah that boy well all We're, right so yeah, i knew it i knew okay, it okay so I, 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 I don't really feel like it's an epic fail but no it's just hyperbole I think it was an epic fail, d uh, it wasn't. Because Maybe we should means, ask Wendy. Like, yeah, should we bring Wendy in? <clears throat> oh, I'm getting dirty looks here. d just give us the 30-second version. You don't have to. Okay, so on more than one occasion, I have dragged my wife into <laughs> things that, well, I probably shouldn't have dragged her into. Okay. And, you know, let's see here. The Actually, our, our first real date if you will i will we, we, we will. hiked we hiked up uh and i will trail list 13 and we had to bushwhack down and it was uh dila what are you doing man and it was well, actually it was our second it was our first real date it was actually our second trail list 13 or that we hiked together and um yeah we you know the the woods got really thick coming down i thought we could kind of easily bushwhack through there but then we found ourselves in a thick forest and it was just kind of torturous and we had to be somewhere to meet some people that we we're going to spend the night with, and 
it just kind of dragged on. So that wasn't really the first time that I've dragged my wife into some situation that it just kind of dragged on. And I thought to myself, man, why did I do this? <laughs> so I, I, but that's what she was thinking. I can only too. imagine what she was thinking. <laughs> but I don't really think of that as epic fails. It's just kind of, um, you know, that's happened quite a few times. Um, snowboarding, all of a sudden we find ourselves on this just ridiculous, gnarly, steep, super deep snow, like kind of backwoods run. And it's like... Oh, why did I drag her down this? Or, Dude, you're a bad husband. Or there was the time we went on a mountain bike ride, and it was like all of a sudden, it, you know, the trail was like rated easy, but that was easy for hikers. And then it was like mm. ridiculous, like boulders everywhere, just kind of hiking your bike for miles on end. And I kind of thought to myself, why did I drag her into this? So that's, I guess those would be my epic fails, just bringing my wife out onto... Death marches. So, yeah, death yeah. marches, mountain biking trails, snowboarding... Places where we probably shouldn't have been. Over to you, Mags. All right, Mags, you're next. My epic fails the first time I slept under the stars. Okay. Really? I was a... Cowboy you know, camping. Yeah, I was a early AT through hiker alumni. So I went on a weekend backpack to um, off the long trail. I forget. Stratton Mountain area? Yeah, sure. I forget the shelter. But anyway, so, you know, first time you sleep under the stars, you're kind of on edge because you're not used to it. Yeah. So I wake up in the middle of the night. I see these eyes looking at me. And I went, ah! And the bunny rabbit hopped away. Really? <laughs> yes. So that was my epic what? fail. Oh, my God. So I got scared. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please let that be the last time I have to hear that music. Hey, man, that, that's epic failure music. Good. Well, my epic fail, I actually devoted an entire chapter in my book, I Hike 2. Um, it's the ice cream headache chapter. And it actually kind of relates to my trail tip of the month. So About the toilet paper. When I was an AT through hiker, I did what all AT through hikers do, and they get to Pine Grove Furnace State Park. Not which all. Is, I never oh. did that. I didn't do that either. Really? It wasn't open when I went there. I wasn't hmm. about to eat a half gallon of ice cream. The whole thing just sounds completely stupid to it, me. It was very stupid. It's and gross. By the way, Buck 30 does this on every trail he hikes. Why? Exactly. I asked him, and he's, he's into it. He actually enjoys a half gallon of ice cream at one oh, sitting. Okay, cool. Yeah, so anyway, I bought a, you know, I, I'll give you the short story. Um, I bought a half, a half gallon of vanilla, and it's pretty low-quality ice cream, all right? I ate the half gallon in 33 minutes. I'd never eaten a half gallon of ice cream in my life. I mean, that's four pints, right? So I actually felt okay. I hike out, you know, and I had the normal amount of toilet paper. <clears throat> Bad idea. Hike out. I get about eight miles out. Wait a minute. Why was it a bad idea to have the normal amount of toilet paper? Because you should always... You should always carry at least double. And in this case, after eating a half gallon of ice cream, I would recommend triple. Okay. But I did not have either double or triple. I had just the standard amount and about eight miles out of Pine Grove Furnace State Park. Let's just say... Basically, the floodgates opened. The floodgates opened. What was happening to Squatch on the 405 was happening to me every 30 minutes. And I kid you not, I literally had 10 seconds to run off trail. And luckily, I wasn't hiking with anyone. Long story short, by the time I got to the first shelter that night, I was already out of toilet paper. And this was like a four-day stretch. <laughs> of <training. laughs> I'm not joking. I was out. And my, my hope was that the privy at the shelter would contain some toilet paper. And I, <laughs> I opened up the privy and 
it was full of cobwebs and some Jesus Saves brochures, and that was it. That works. Well, <laughs> yeah. Jesus would have saved right then. No, I, I, I realize that, but I was actually looking for like some, some triple-ply Charmin. That's, that's what my mind's eye was envisioning. Um, and oddly enough, my good friend, the Wood Doctor, shout out Wood Doctor if you're listening, he had two rolls of toilet paper in his backpack. Two. Well, this is the two. AT, so, you know. He yeah, said, he probably had an iron skillet, well, a cast iron skillet, A too. family member had sent him a package to Pine Grove Furnace State Park, and it was a care package, and it had a bunch of teepee in it, and for some reason, he felt like he needed to pack it all with him. He didn't want to throw anything well, away. I could see that. So, he, li- he handed me a full roll of teepee. I think we just lost Dilo. No, I'm um, still here. But anyway... <laughs> I'll just say it, I, maybe it was an epic fail, narrowly averted. But I can tell you that this, that stretch of trail between the state park and and the um, and the first shelter contained many epic failures. So um, I'm just curious how yes, um, brown blazing, blazing. How our other trail show member um, Maggie here would have handled that situation because Maggie here doesn't carry toilet paper to begin with. So Mags, would you tell our listeners what you would have done differently? Had you eaten a half gallon of ice cream and had a severe well, bowel distress shortly thereafter. I wouldn't have eaten a half gallon of ice cream to begin with. No, I, I would have used oh, leaves man. and get some water and go a little bit off the trail and use a backcountry bidet. He would have shown up to the shelter without sleeves. On you know shirt. what? <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to post Mike Clayland's how-to. Um, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video. But I have not. He explains how to... Um, take care of the paperwork without the paper, and he does it in a very efficient manner. I think Skirk is on that video, too. I'll post it on our Facebook page. Yeah, I think he, our listeners would love to hear that. I'm sure. Yeah, he, I bet he may have even shown up with that. So oh. this is like three sections of the show tonight about prepping. Let's yeah, move let's move on. Oh, oh God. God. Oh. Okay, so our epic fails are done. Let, let's the music go. was an epic oh, fail. The music was awful. Let's go right into the controversy over... Embrace the brutality. What is the controversy? Yeah, what controversy? Well, Dilo, you're you're the dude. You're the guy that coined the term. I did, yeah. Okay, and and from what I'm I'm seeing now on um you know on the wire there is that there's a documentary that dons the same name, and I was just curious like what kind of partnership you had worked out yeah, with Jester to use the name. Did you no, sign I didn't, a, a, he, a waiver? He has not appro- Jester has not approached me about using my. Uh, uh, Catchphrase, but he's already printed the DVDs, man. Yeah, uh, Mags. Now we know Delo's mail checking skills as of tonight. Jester claims he emailed Delo, never heard back. Are you uh, serious? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another. <laughs> I know Jester pretty well. He's on the up and up. He emailed you, and he said he never heard back. Another epic fail. Based, from, really? based on what happened on the epic fail that we witnessed tonight, what's that is this completely possible. What's this dude's real name? Um, Shane. Don't Shane O'Donnell. <laughs> Shane O'Donnell emailed me personally and said I would this like This is going back a long time ago, though. Like, how yeah. long ago? You, I, at least a year, I'm guessing, six months. He, so. he said that, you know, you basically gave him the cold shoulder, so... And Jester's a cool guy. In fact, he said he'd give us a preview copy once it's done to review on the trail oh. show. Well, that's the least he could do, given that he, you know, is using D-Lo's, um, um trademarked phrase, right, D-Lo? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm searching through my emails now. And it started with a pocket mail conversation. Yeah, okay, what are the origins? While we're talking about Embrace the Brutality, what is the origin of that phrase, sir? Dude, I got emails going back to 2010 here on my phone. Uh, All right, come on, D-Lo, up, man. man? I got we need, we need you to refocus, in, dude. In brief? I got nothing. I, I was mentally drained, and dude, I emailed Dude, I got D-Lo. emails going back to 2007. 
And I'm emailed Delo. Can you turn uh, my Delo's mic off for a second so we can hear my? So, so <laughs> I'm mentally drained. I emailed Delo, and Delo, being the good friend he is, wrote blah 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 blah. Embrace brutality. I said that is so cool. I cc'd Yogi on it. Oh, okay. And the rest is history. So why? But why did he say embrace the brutality? He was just talking about the CDT. Well, to my yeah. experience, like you know, I was saying, oh, I'm so sick of navigating. You know, I've been hiking three plus months of that time. Oh, you were complaining. This is when you were on the trail. No, this is. I wasn't did so you, much complaining. Did you not hear what he just? Said? I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I was tuning out too. I, I'm. I'm sorry. It was just my mental. To me, the CDT is not so much physically challenging, yeah. which it is. It's more mentally challenging. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I was just. That's physically challenging too, my friend. It is, but to me, it was more let's, than. Me- let's call a spade a spade, okay, Montana. Whoa, let's me? keep it family friendly here. We don't need any racial um, discussion. Uh, whatever what? it is you just said, spade. I think uh, I'll be quiet <laughs> here. Anyway, <laughs> I was just saying. For me, I mean, the physical, yeah, you're tired, but to me, it was just. I remember the mental aspects more. Yeah. And so anyway, I was just I was drained to put it bluntly. Yeah. And I emailed yeah. you know Delo here, and he reached out to me and said this, this is, and I just remember that phrase. Embrace the brutality. Is that why you wrote it on that sign in Colorado with the Sharpie? I think Dilo was the Whoa. Sharpie dude. <laughs> what? It's not true. Not true. <laughs> so Dilo, is the controversy put to bed here? I not mean, really. I don't have Shane's email. Well, Shane O'Donnell. Mean he didn't is that send it? It means I didn't get it. It means it's not in my. Yeah, because you know, we know how right. good you are about finding your email. So, well, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, easy now. I would just <laughs> research. I just reviewed all of my emails back going back to like 2006, dude, and I ain't got. Okay, it. Shane, if you have that email, could you forward it to everybody yeah. on the trail show <laughs> That'd so be we great. can look at it? Yeah, and, we need to put this controversy to bed. Yeah. I don't, really, Shane, all I ask is just a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Just okay. maybe call $5,000. Remember, his dad's a lawyer. And um, and you can have full rights to um, my phrase, embrace the brutality. So that'll be, yeah, $5,000. You can cut me a check or send me a PayPal, whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. $5,000. Or some swag. Yeah. yeah, you know. No. Maybe a free Five DVD. Five grand in socks. <laughs> So the CDTC fundraiser, and you guys were recently on film. Yeah. Hey, when is that fundraiser? I was just thinking. Well, about that it. was in my news, but you know, we oh. can we, no, well, we can say that now. But the CDC CDTC crowdfunding campaign. Yes. May twenty first at the American Alpine Club in Golden, Colorado. Nice. We'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there too. In fact, I'm going to play IT monkey before helping them set That's up. That's right. Okay. Are you going to wear your monkey costume? <laughs> Dockers in a polo shirt. There it is. Actually, this is actually what I wear to work now. So anyway, but there'll be food, drinks, and massages. What? Really? I'm there. Wow. wow. Yeah. Mas- like, what do you mean massages? What are we talking? Shiatsu, full body, I, uh, I, I don't table know. showers. Da- whoa, whoa. Happy endings. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, keep it family friendly, anyway. people. But you know, it's just a way to raise money for CDTC and help the CDT that we all love and. Um, if you ever been to the American Alpine Club, it's really cool. And I think the museum will be open as well. So check yeah. it out. And should be cool. Yeah. All right. So you guys are dodging the oh, fact no. that you were on film recently. We, we need were. to. We need to go there. I honestly forgot about it just because it didn't feel like I was on film. We were sitting around a campfire drinking beer, talking. Yeah, but yeah. there's three cameras like directed was, at your face. Come but on. It was man. dark. We couldn't see the cameras. So seriously, it was at night. There was a campfire. Yeah. Why wasn't Delo there? He invited. He had baby duty. I think. Oh, Delo! It was a Tuesday night or that something. That sounds like yeah, an yeah. epic fail, my friend. No, no, that's very admirable. No, I think I did have to stay home and because my wife needed to escape after being in the house no, all day that, with our uh, child. No, yeah. Never. That's that's admirable. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. stuff. If you say so, sir. I do. I think I ate about like a pound of dried pears. 
While we were sitting there around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dried, uh, <laughs> dried pears, huh? But, you know, they asked us and... I, <laughs> we just lost d uh, He's off the deep end. Uh, there was, you know, uh, POD and I were there, and there was another, the uh, per, the couple was nice enough to host us. She uh, she also had, um, she said some words, and Teresa Martinez, the director of CDTC, interviewed us. Your microphone is off. <laughs> I can still make noise. Oh, we lost him. Oh, I'm sorry, Mags. I mean, you know. It's all good. He's like a child lost yes. in the wilderness. When you're ready to act like an adult, we'll turn the microphone back on. <laughs> but yeah! I think it was a very good, very positive evening. And it was fun. You can see us talking about the trails meant a lot to all of us there. And, you know, POD gave an amazing, amazing performance. Really? I'm expecting to get a nomination well, for a where could one view this Golden video? Globe or something. That's a good Whatever. question. I Is think. it out yet? No, they'll be using it for promotional. Did they say when? Yeah. The, I think they said they would email us when it was available, and we'll post it on our Facebook page. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. It is ready for the crowdfunding campaign. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think that was the goal. May yeah. 21st. Yeah. So, Very cool. And they'll be having an online presence as well, so check out the Facebook page for it. Just go to the CDTC's page. There'll be a link to their Facebook page, and you can participate online. If you're in the area, go check it out. <clears throat> Two, um, three quarters of the trail show crew will be there. Yep. Nice. Hey, Mags, let's talk about some film <laughs> some film reviews. So we had two short films for this month, and actually both of them are currently posted on our Facebook page. They are, and the, to me they're Hey Duke related. The first one, of course, it's made the rounds in the past year. Um, it's an un, previously unshown. Um, it was from um, Roger Mudd's show back in the day, mid-'80s. It was with Ed Abbey. Yeah. It's called I Loved It, I Loved It So. And it's eight minutes, well worth the view. Uh, Ed Abbey talking about Arches and the way it's changed and his usual droll, dry, sarcastic self. But oh, it's quintessential you Abbey. You know, he reminded me of the cowboy from The Big Lebowski. I think that's so funny. Yes, absolutely. I could you see know? that. But he still has his obvious love for the desert Southwest yeah. underneath all his cynicism. Yeah. And and so it was basically filmed in 85. I mean, yeah. the, the, the footage definitely looks a bit dated, but eight minutes, I mean... you. You can you can basically get the whole gist of Ab Abbey and what he's about in that eight minute video, as compared to reading like a ten hour book or any of his books. And, oh, and granted, I would highly recommend reading his books, but that video really sums up Ed Abbey. And as a little quick piece of trivia, of course, the Hayduke Trail is named after one of Ed Abbey's characters in the Monkey Wrench Gang, George Washington Hayduke the Third. And it all comes back to Ed Abbey, and you know he just had you know transplanted East Coaster from Pennsylvania, just had this immense love. For the desert southwest and just comes through. Yeah, that it's a really cool video. Actually, POD watched it twice. I did. Yeah, I've probably seen it. I've seen it a couple times now myself. So the other video that you kind of like tacked on. Um, Very last minute. Yeah, last minute. Did you get that email, D-Lo? I did, and I watched that video. Oh, okay. Thank you for asking. This, to me, also relates to the Hey Duke Trail. It's by uh, Peter McBride. Mm. It's about the Colorado River, America's most endangered river. And to me... Never mind the Hayduke Trail, but the American West in general, you can't really experience that. The Colorado River and the plateau and everything comes yeah. into it. And it's just, a, to me, the photography and the, and the readings, it was just a very powerful, amazing video. This, it, is, this is one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I despise Vegas. Oh, cripe, yeah. 
Cause well, Vegas ain't the only city know, using I'm that just water. Saying, but we live the here city, in the front range. But I know. they're in the city with, in the middle of the desert with fountains like every 200 feet. Uh, there's so Vegas is just the tip of the iceberg. It really is. It, you know, it's not even like Vegas uses like half the water that the farmers in the Imperial Valley or the Central Valley in California do. So I, I, it's you can't. But at least even, they're making something. Yeah, but they're growing like vegetables and stuff out in the middle of the desert. This that's scorching true. sun, and it's that's just like true. they have to use so much water and, so that they don't just fry up, you know. And that's like, what are we doing? Why are we growing vegetables like in, in the, the desert? Of the desert yeah. Right. Know? And that's kind of the point of this video. Um, it shows the mountains, Wind River Range in the Rockies, and the yeah. Green River, and what's now called the Colorado River in Colorado feed into the hit, the real Colorado River. Right. And that whole basin is just for various reasons being depleted despite its immense beauty and. And, yeah. and I think most folks don't know that this immense river, the Colorado River, no longer reaches the sea. And that was my next thing. There are two books I recommend you read to learn more about this. The video is just powerful, but it only touches the surface. Cadillac Desert. Oh, yeah. I'm reading that right now, actually. It is a class. Oh, yeah, I am. I, it, it, is I heard the, it was good. It is the classic for water rights out in the American West. Yeah. To really understand the American West, you need to know water. Yeah. Water touches everything in the West, to paraphrase a quote. And there's a book that one of my favorite books by Colin Fletcher. He started in the Wind River Range, hiked to uh, the Green River area in the winds, and paddled and rafted down to where it peters out in Baja, New Mexico. I'm sorry, Baja, California, rather, in right. Mexico. And just petered out, and the river no longer reaches the sea. So watch these videos, but to understand it more, read Colin Fletcher's River to get the feel of what's happening on a daily level. And then spend the next year of your life reading Cadillac Desert. Yes. Or if you're like me, read The Night at a Campsite in Utah. You read that uh, book in one night? No, no. I'm, I'm a, I read the other book in one night, though. Finding Everett You're not going to read Cadillac Desert. <laughs> I've read it I twice. Hey, man, don't, don't challenge him. He I, can do it. He, I, this guy doesn't use toilet paper. <laughs> he doesn't use... It, it is day-to-day -day life because off trail. he carries books that are a 1,000 pages long. There you go. Off-trail. And it's off-trail life. He does he not use page, toilet paper. He reads a page. He takes a dump. He reads a page. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But watch the videos. Just feel the passion for the Southwest. Learn more about it. And read the books. All right. When we get back from break, we're going to get right into segments. The Trail Show. Less gear. More beer. on the show. And now here they are, four hikers with 40,000 trail miles. Disco, the Princess of Darkness, Mags, and D'Lo. Thanks for tuning in to the trail show. We're going to get right into trail of the month. Mags, Hey Duke Trail. We are doing the Hey Duke Trail. It's Hey Duke month here on the trail show. Uh, we've been talking about on and off all night, but really brief. We've already seen who it's named after. Ed Abbey's kind of the godfather of this trail. Can I, can I give you a quick quote from please, Ed? Please do. This is right on HeyDukeTrail.org. It's the first quote you'll see from Ed Abbey. May your trails be crooked, winding, lonesome, dangerous, leading to the most amazing view. May your mountains rise into and above the clouds. Ed Abbey. And that's from the 1980s edition of Desert Solitaire. Boom. Oh, cool. It is the classic quote for any, but especially for the Desert Southwest, which I think really 
describes the Hayduke Trail. I mean, it's more of a route than trail. Yeah. For sure. It goes through some of the, to me, some of the most remote areas in the lower 48. Utah is still the big unknown in many ways. It is. In in the trail, the trail, quote unquote, <laughs> actually links six national parks on the Colorado Plateau. Arches, Canyonlands, Capitol Reef, Bryce Canyon, Grand Canyon, and Zion. It also goes a lot through Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument and the Glen Canyon National Recreation Area. That was one of my factoids. Yeah. There you go. Uh, roughly 800 miles long, more or less. Dude, Hard. you just stole his thunder. No, we're, 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 we're going back was, and forth. That was the, one of his factoids. ping pong. D'Lo, you'll appreciate this. Yeah. The entire route is on public land. That's cool, man. All 800 miles. No trespassing? And I would, no. Wow. wow. And I would nice. say the best place to find, of course, heydukeTrail.org. For just the, the overall info. Yeah. And the history behind it really quick is they never really designed as a through hike. You're supposed to cash water, do in sections. Yeah. And I forget the two gentlemen named Akeem. They were going to do a National Scenic Trail, and they realized, wow, it's a lot of red tape to get a National Scenic Trail. Oh, my gosh. So this was the first, to me, really, uh, other than Sierra High Route, the first more route than trail. Wait, wait. Is that... It's a futuristic is trail. It, is it the future? It is. Is Stream. that the future? Will you let our visitors or listeners know? Visitors, <laughs> listeners. It's not getting the door right now. They let them go. know. Let them know. What is this, Mags? The future, more a route than trail. String together routes and trails rather than designated. <laughs> what is it? The future through hiking. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, or section hiking. So just so the listeners know, the unique thing about this is that it was actually two guys that basically came up with the idea for the tra- Hayduke Trail in the mid-90s. Um, Mike Cornea and Joe Mitchell, both of Utah, they basically did a combination of several treks, including a 94-day expedition in 98 and a 101-day journey in 2000. And by 2005, they published uh, basically a Hayduke Trail guidebook, which as of right now is going for 18 bucks on Amazon. And you can also find it at your finer bookstores all over God's country. I think a couple years ago it was the number one uh, New York Times bestseller. Come on, man. I'm just lying. No one even knows about the Hayduke Trail outside of... Seriously? Come on, man. Come on, man. And, and of course, the other good website for what I call the map pack and data is Andrew Skirker's website. And I can vouch for that. We used um, Buck 30 Skittles, and I used Andrew Skirker's maps on on my 130-mile section with those guys. And they're using his map set and, and kind of guidebook comments for the whole trip. Yeah, it's very well done. Um, but more than the nuts and bolts, I, I think the Hayduke Trail, I've obviously I never through hiked or even does section hike of it per se, but I've been to a lot of areas where it's been arches and canyonlands, right. Robert's Roost, Escalante, of course. Utah is just it's just stunningly beautiful. It's remote, it's raw. I mean, to me this is what wilderness is all about. For sure. Um and just to give you another quick idea of like some of the trail. Mount Ellen's the high point in the Henry Mountains on the Hayduke. It's 11,419 feet. And the low point is actually in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, right around 2,000 feet. So you hit, you know, to speak to what Mags is talking about, it, it's raw country. You hit, you're in very remote areas of, of southern Utah, northern Arizona. It's, um, you're not going to be walking on a trail. There's not going to be blazes. There's no HDT signs or emblems. Um, basically you're going to have a, a map set and maybe a GPS unit with you and some guidebook pages and you're going to figure it out. And if you don't, are there any trailheads where you could maybe bring a Sharpie and, and write D-Lo? HDCC on it? I don't know, man. I've uh, never been to the Hey Duke trail. <laughs> I, I will say though, just a lot of through hikers don't do it, but there's a lot of people do canyoneering and there's a lot of online presence for that. So a lot of people will, you'll see cairns and footprints, well-worn 
past with cattle and such that a lot of people follow. So this is all designated trail, but a lot of people do know these routes. Yeah. So it's basically strung together well-known routes. So when are you and POD going to hike the Hayduke Trail? Uh, we have not. Oh, we're not going to release our start date just yet. <laughs> keep that yeah. under wraps. Keep it under wraps. You'll, you'll do a press we, conference, We don't want right? a media blitz. Exactly. It, it dep- <laughs> yeah. It depends how quickly I get burnt out of my job, which is probably happening very soon. That happened like six months ago, man. Go out there. Even if you do a weekend, do no. Coyote Gulch. Go through Harris Watch. Um, go, go Salt to- Lake. Yeah. Now, check it. check out Lower Muley Canyon, um, Capitol Reef. You can there's actually a trailhead with vehicle access on an improved road. You could park right there, do an outback on Lower Muley Twist Canyon. That IKEA in suburban Salt Lake is phenomenal. You guys really got to check that out too. <laughs> All right. So see the beauty of the Southwest. Even if you can do day hikes on just just go to Utah, you won't regret it. To get more info, it's at heydukeTrail.org. That's H-A-Y-D-U-K-E-T-R-A-I-L.org. And also check out andrewskirka.com to see his Heyduke Trail map set. Mm-hmm. All right, D-Lo, you know what time it is. All right, so this month we have three Ask a Hiker questions. The first one is from an REI employee in Atlanta, Georgia. Wow, yes. here we go. And... Uh, our, our listener asks, I have had a hard time buying hiking shoes. I'm always afraid I'll get the wrong size. I like to buy shoes that are half size to one size too big, but even then I'm afraid that they'll either be too small and I'll get nasty blisters and lose toenails like POD, or they'll be too big and my heels will slip out when hiking uphill. How do I buy the right size shoe? Oh, and whatever you do, don't buy shoes for me at the, at the Atlanta store until I get this answered. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. so our, our anonymous needs some help here. Our our REI employee in Atlanta, Georgia, needs some help. Well, Dilo, I you know I find myself in this predicament myself. I'm looking to buy some new hiking shoes. Yeah, and I measured the size of my feet, and my problem is that my feet are two different sizes. That's really? Wow. Common. That's common. Actually. <laughs> it is common. My left my left foot is a size nine, and my right foot is a size nine and a half. Hmm. So I, I like to go go big ten to ten and a half. But the problem with going big, you slide. You don't yeah, want to slide. slide. You don't want to slide true. on your pill, man. So I don't know. I just put it like a part of a bandana and and that other shoe. It's too oh, big. you know what? You could actually stuff in your shoe to kind of keep your foot in toilet place. paper. Yeah, and then it would be like kind of a double duty. Yeah, exactly. You'd have so ex- also extra you use sweat soaked toilet paper. Yeah, so, nice. so I think. <laughs> I think what uh, the trail show is recommending here to our REI employee in Atlanta is to stuff your shoes with toilet paper um, and get them extra big. <laughs> you know, I once yeah. dated a girl like that in June. Oh, wait a minute, sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Dilo, any other questions? We have two more questions here. Um, this question is from uh, Leo Creepy Crawler D from upstairs. Leo asks, <laughs> Whoa, with the trail of the, the son month, of Dilo, <laughs> with the trail of the month being a desert trail, the Hey Duke Trail, I thought I'd ask how to handle waterless stretches. I never <laughs> had to deal with more than a twenty-mile waterless stretch, so I'm curious how you would handle um, a stretch longer than that. So I think, um, if I may defer to the advice of a. Uh, Esteemed trail guru, if you will. Um, we will. We will. Sure. Oh, man. The guy's name escapes me. <laughs> uh, you can just say Mags. No, it's not Mags. He's a guru. Come on. Who is the guru? I, his name, his Baltimore name has Jack? come back to me. No. Better Wed? Ray Jardine. 
Oh. If I may throw out what some of Ray Jardine's advice, guru. you know, back in the day of the Pacific Crest Trail Hikers Handbook, which is that still available? I he, he's calls he calls it the Trail Life now. The Trail Life it used no. to be Beyond Backpacking, right? Beyond Backpacking, and the, the third edition is called trail, trail Life. Trail Life. So Ray Jardine's Trail Life has some great advice um, to handle really long waterless stretches, and I think basically the gist of it is um, camel up. Yeah. Carry as much as you can and go get as, ultra light. Go ultra light yeah. and get as much of so let's say you're doing a thirty mile waterless stretch, uh creepy crawler. Um camel up, carry yeah. as much as you can, get ten ten miles done, and then you know, have four gallons for the next day and expect not to drink a lot at lunch. And by the time you get into camp, hopefully at a water source that's not infested with cows right. and alkaline. Um and ugh. also don't expect to drink a lot after your nap. Exactly. Your yeah. afternoon nap. Yeah, and maybe yeah, Leo. Maybe you want to tone down those afternoon naps if you got <laughs> if your second day of a thirty mile waterless stretch involves twenty miles, right? Might want to just kind of yeah push through that push afternoon. Through nap. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last question here is from the sexy Ben from the Upper Gunnison Valley. Yeah, and the sexy Ben asks, "Are there any good through hikes to do with a dog during the winter?" I'm trying to come up with a good alternative to Crested Butte for next winter, and a hike sounds like fun, but I'm having trouble coming up with any that would work during that time of year. Other than the Florida Trail mags, what do you have to suggest? And he doesn't want to go on skis. The Benton Mackay Trail, the Pinahote Trail. Oh. Oh, In the winter? Yeah, because February, it's going to be cold, but not as cold as Crested Butte. Yeah. Or you don't have to use skis. Uh, more like three season plus here equivalent in Colorado. Just bring some warmer gear, puffy, of course. But the Benton Mackay, it's hardly used, and it's just beautiful. The would, BM Trail. And and you could hike a 1,000 miles on the Florida Trail to I was just thinking there. doing laps on the Florida Trail. <laughs> that's Dilo's thing. Well, yeah. other than the Southeast Appalachians, that's about it. Because even Arizona and Mexico, of course, get snow quite yeah. in the winter. So go Southeast Appalachians. Ben Hody, Ben Mackay. Hmm. Or I like go it. through the swamp in the Florida Trail. Yeah. Florida Trail, oh. man. That's yeah. it. Sexy Ben, Florida Trail all the way. That's Boom. the recommendation from the trail show. No, that's the recommendation from D-Lo. I'm all about the BM Trail. Man. Yeah, whatever, dude. The BM Trail. Well, this guy doesn't even carry toilet paper. Why is he telling our folks to go on the BM Trail? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, moving on. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. That's Ask a Hiker this month. Many thanks to the Sexy Ben, Leo, Creepy Crawler, D, and REI. And an REI employee. All right, man. That was a strong finish there, Dilo. Okay, <laughs> POD, ask a she-hiker. What do you got this month? Did you get any questions? I did. I got uh, actually two questions Okay. from one hiker, one she-hiker. This is from Kat Nelson of Seattle. Oh, shout out, Kat. Yes. Meow. She <laughs> says, not, not that kind of cat, man. No, Come she on. spells it like that. I know. <laughs> she uh, dear, dear pod, have you ever used a silk sleeping bag liner? Hmm. Got any suggestions for me? I like to sleep with as little as possible on because I get hot at night after my feet get warm. I also hate my mummy bag. It's way too restrictive. Money is an issue, meaning she doesn't want to buy a quilt. Oh, right. A lot of stuff. I sleep alone, but hope to meet someone special soon. So I want something versatile. Wow. Sleepless near Seattle. Well, a quilt then. What versatility and sleeping and so on. You know, I did use a silk bag when I first started the AT, and I don't remember if I liked it or not, but I... A silk bag liner? Yeah. Why? Just to keep the oil from your bag? 
I can't remember. I, I, I it was actually pretty cold. It sounds like I something started. disco would have done. Disco, no. why would yeah. you do that? Dude, I dirt bag it. I actually sleep in the clothes I hike in so they don't have to carry extra yeah. clothes. I do too, but no, no liner, no nothing. I just can sympathize with her because I I like to wear pajama pants even in the summer because I don't like it at Way night. Too heavy. When, well, not hiking, I don't. I just suffer through. But what happens is my skin is so dirty and salty, and then you're sleeping at night. And if your skin is touching itself, it starts to sweat. And You know what d would say ugh, about that? It's gross. What would Embrace I the brutality. Embrace the brutality. Yeah. No, I think that's Jester's phrase now. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. wow. That's tough. So, I don't know. I, $5,000, I Jester. Maybe that's all it'll cost. Try the silk sleeping bag liner. Or maybe the quilt, but the quilts are more expensive. Um, they are. And the other thing is that if you get, well, if she's hoping to meet someone soon, I got to say, Disco and I used to zip our bags together, but only when it was really cold. Because it's unbearable so is, if is it's that warm. Like, is that like uh, you, somebody has a left zip and somebody has a yeah, right zip? Yeah, exactly. And how does that work? Do you like purposely go out to buy bags that are left zip and right zip, or does it just work out that way that no, men's bags you, are you gotta plan that out. left and women's are right or vice versa? No, no. Basically, yeah. like she bought her bag, and then I bought the opposite zipper. Yeah. And we have zipped our bags together, but you really got to have bags from the same company. Yeah, you do. And we, I mean, otherwise... And it's got to be cold because... We did that a couple times in the Sierra, I think, when it was really cold. Yeah. And then a couple other times. And it does work. But then I remember we stayed in a campground in Mammoth. And we were like, oh, it's going to be cold. And we zipped our bags together. And we woke up at like 2 in the morning. And we're like, ah, get away from me. You know, it was like we were roasting yeah. in there. So, so Kat, I don't know. Try the uh, silk sleeping bag liner. But you're not going to be able to, to zip up with your special someone. And she also sent me a question. She wrote, I'm interested in an old fart belching he-bear that has a paw fetish and sends socks to trail angels and trail shows. Mm. Whoa, oh. there, boy. I like this. He lives on one side of the country. I live on the other. I want to trap him on a trail, but his elusive, this elusive critter is a slippery dick, and I've yet to meet him. <laughs> Okay. Is there any hope for me? Am I walking on Talus and likely to get hurt on this trail? Is there any hope for scared of scree me? Hmm. Signed, sleepless near Seattle. This is a real email. This is a real email. Max, you've... You know the gentleman she speaks of. Dude, I do. We We all do. Wait a minute. This sounds like like something Cheryl Strayed would have wrote. (laughs) There's no heroin involved, though, so... It's true. <laughs> um, so it sounds like uh, maybe Chris has uh, an admirer. We, we don't know. We don't we know. Don't know that so, it's Chris. Uh, Sleepless near Seattle. I think there is hope for you. You know, I think you could both come together on the Trail Show Facebook together. page. And we're we're right like right now. And D'Lo and Disco can do a duet while you meet. <laughs> that would scare them away, you know. That'd be great. Wasn't Chris just Gene. headed to Seattle recently? I. That's what he said. I don't know. I don't know so if we don't know who this mystery sock-giving person who gives the podcast is. Yeah. No, no we we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. We're Max. willing. To we help. totally do. We're willing. I'll put it out there. We're willing to help. Okay. Get, we'll get it. Yeah. Maybe. So email. Email maybe us. Maybe you could win a. A third wheel date with Pepper. The two of no, no, no. We, Pepper can't be involved in this. <laughs> he, he's had too many win, win a contest. Okay, so Pod, you know Cat. 
And Mags, you know our ranger friend, and maybe you guys can kind of like make yeah. this connection happen. I don't know. I think it can work. So that these guys can, these crazy kids can get together. Come together. No, not again. Right now. Over me. All right. So we'll see. We'll update updates to follow. I have one more question. From Mallory Ware. Daughter of Curtis Ware, ladies and gentlemen. And Curtis Ware really kind of started things off for us. He's really... He's blowing the trail show up. Actually, I want to actually take it a little bit further back. I don't think Curtis Ware totally started everything off. You know who it was? It was Gordon Biggerstaff. (laughs) That's true. Yes. Every time I hear Bigger Staff's name or Curtis Ware's name, I like to have some kind of explosion. Don't you, know? you have? Uh, don't you have? Once you go Bigger Staff, you'll never go Littler Staff, <laughs> dude. That, that that's in that? the vault. I do well, not have anyway. access. Anyway, <laughs> Mallory Ware, daughter of Curtis Ware, is going to be starting a southbound PCT. Is she doing southbound PCT? Southbound. It's either AT or PCT. I think it's AT. It's not PCT. It's AT. Okay. Uh, she's going to be doing a southbound hike awesome. of either the AT or the PCT. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and uh, I just want to suggest, Mallory, that you take the trail name Malware. <laughs> I, I was just thinking. It's got to be, be Malware. I think that would be fantastic. Anyway, she had a question about female-specific backpacks, if there were companies out there that make those. Yeah. And my answer is yes. There are many companies that make uh, female-specific backpacks. I would highly recommend, just because of my own experience, the female backpacks from Gossamer Gear. And I can say I'm a woman with hips. I definitely have a female shape. And I have used the Gossamer Gear backpacks, and I think they're great. Um, They fit me really well. And for those of us who have wide hips, it's really nice to be able to carry all the weight on those bad boys. That's right. So, Where where can she get more info on those bags? uh, Gossamergear.com. Boom. And there are other companies that do the same, but that is my recommendation. Gossamergear.com. Sweet. Hey, hey, D-Lo. Once you go bigger, Staff, it's hard to go little, Staff. Nice. The Trail Show. Man, that, that's a callback like six, six seven episodes yeah. ago. But the, he started it all off for Yeah, us. Gordon blew it up for yep, us. He that's did. True. And then Curtis Ware came in. He, he re-blew it up. And then Curtis Ware blew D-Lo up. That's right. I remember Dio so, had a meltdown about Curtis Ware. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So if you're listening, and I know that you are, especially you all in Ghana. Um, yeah, shout out Ghana. There is an opportunity for somebody to step in and just blow us away here on the trail show. That's so true. be that be that somebody. Get your whole be family involved somebody. like Curtis and, and Malware. Be, be that somebody. Malware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. you know what that means, people. It's that time of the week. It's time uh, for... Whacking the vacuum tubes. D-Lo to take a nap. Yep. <laughs> Get ready for D-Lo to tune out as Mags comes in with all the news that's fit to read. And here, it's Trail News with Paul Mags Mignanti. Woohoo! So, starting April 25th, restrictions on knives and trekking poles eased by the TSA. Did you hear about <gasps> this? No, Just I didn't hear about Just my birthday! Wait a minute. April, is that the day we go to yes. the kickoff? Yeah. Does that mean we can take knives and trekking poles? Smaller than 2.36 inches or 6 centimeters. Okay. Can't be a fixed blade. Okay. Or have what a molded it grip. It can't be a fixed blade? What it has to be like a Swiss Army knife, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it, can't, you know, it can't... I can bring my switchblade, is what you're saying. <laughs> Only if it folds. You can't uh, lock yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Or molded grip. And trekking poles and ski poles are allowed now, too. Wow. Cool. And, you, and your carry-on. In your carry-on. Wow. Farm 
Paramount. This is a game changer, people. Starting April, just in time for the PCT. What about hikers. tent stakes? Didn't mention anything about that one way. Or and the we other. won't need those anyway. We're taking the car camping tent. Yeah. Right. Well, we're also flying southwest, so uh, we can, you know, yeah, two bags know. fly for free, my friends. There you go. And then they lose your tent, and you're screwed. No, but they and, won't lose it. And a really nice, cool thing for public land. Did you hear about this? Obama created five new national monuments. Obama! Yeah. There's the San Juan Islands in Washington State's National oh, Monument. yeah. Hmm. The Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad National Monument in Maryland. Oh, wow. The Charles Young Buffalo Soldiers National Monument in Ohio. Delaware Heritage Trail. And for those of us in the West, the Rio Grande del Norte in New Mexico. Oh, cool. And the cool thing, I've actually been there. Yeah. At the uh, Rio Grande Wild Rivers there. It is Gorgeous. There's petroglyphs and the confluence of two rivers. And what town is it near? Uh, it's not too far from Santa um, Taos. Okay. So northern New Mexico. Yeah, and if remember the um, um, what's his name? Um, I'm remembering Brett Tucker. Yeah, Brett Tucker of uh, Grand Enchantment Trail fame. He designed a loop. What's his trail name? I forget. Blister free. Simplicity. Designed a big four hundred fifty. Blister free. Yeah. Is it blister free or is it well, simplicity? Both. I, I think it's both. Whatever, man. But he has a big loop. <laughs> The 450-mile um, northern Mexico loop goes through there. The oh, get, cool. The get. The no, get. it's not the get. This is something different. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not really listening to you. Uh, you never <laughs> do it this way. <laughs> so I, I just think that's cool. More oh, public man. land to celebrate. That's right. Uh, this is kind of a what-the-hell category. Did you okay. hear about this? A 1500, $1,500 tent from Sarah Designs made of Cuban fiber. Yeah. What Yeah. What, no what the hell? Way, dude. Cuban fiber? You know it. $1,500. Oh, and it's actually heavier than some nylons. I know. What? It's a, so if if you want, if you have a burning passion, send fifteen hundred bucks. Go you to know, Amazon. We need to get hearsay on the horn about that. He works for Sierra Designs. We need to find out what. Who, the, what's the target audience? I don't understand. Call him up. Get him on Skype. I, we, we, we got nothing, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so, next. Maybe next month. Keep it moving. Um, so walk in the woods movie. Back on the table. No. Yeah, Come on. This really. has been batted around this for years. Is, this is, They're well, playing with us. It's like cat and mouse. Well, except, you know, with um, Paul Newman passing away, there was a delay. Right. So now it's back on board, apparently. Richard Lingler directing of Slackers and Days of Confused Fame. and oh, Beyond you kidding Sons. me. Great. And Richard Russo, Empire Falls, amazing yeah. writer in my opinion. And Robert Redford still starring in it with Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well have got Gary Busey at that point. That's cats. <laughs> Nick Nolte's he handed thing. on the show. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> Different cats. I fell asleep. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. so there we go. CDT Monument at the Boot Hill. Oh, yeah. I heard what about this. What nation happened in the Monument at the Boot Hill? Knocked over. They knocked over the monument, but sir. They're already working on replace. It was designed on purpose. They knew it would be vandalized, right? Yeah. The border. So, dude, pick, I saw it. It was like a decoy monument. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised it made it this many years mean? without. Well, it being... wasn't really buried in deep. They knew it would be knocked over. So, I saw a, uh, a, a bus bench knocked over. Just the other day, man. Just the same type of vandalism. I bet happened. it was the same people. Yeah. <laughs> they drove from the boot heel all the way up to... It just uh, knocking Boulder. things over left and right, man. So this is very sad for PCT hikers. Manning Park Resorts close as of April 1st. Oh, yeah, that is quite sad, actually. So what Ooh. happens now? Manning Park. Well, that's the question. Of course, all the services are done. Hold, hold on. Did you notice that? PUD doesn't know what Manning Park is. Really? Hold on. Hold on. Let me... P- don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her. Pod. 
yeah. dig dig deep. Is that where we finished? Yes. yes. Ding 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 ding. You did very good. Uh, so you get to the border. You hike eight miles into BC. Oh, should oh I clap gosh. for you? All the things that you forget. What? But, I don't know what you're talking uh-huh. about. But it's been in receivership for four years now. What does that mean? So um, it's close. Excessive oh, that's right. Just hike, hike back to Hearts Pass. Well, except, except there used to be a Greyhound stop that went there from Vancouver. Very oh. convenient. We had the trail. Yeah. It's in question if there will be a van, uh, Greyhound stop. That's it? I guess people can't do the PCT. They're off the trail. Done, like, man. You know, it. they're going to have to get together, those people who have to get a permit for the Smokies. They just have to quit. <laughs> exactly. Just stay home this year. <laughs> well, actually, Renew no, your it, subscription to Backpacker Magazine and hope for next it's year. It's actually yeah. quite sad um, because you, you pop out there, you just hike 2,500 and whatever miles, and all of a sudden it's just like you got nowhere to go. Yeah. There's yeah. no like breakfast. A closed, there's a closed resort you could camp at if they don't like... The police don't come out and, like, kick you out or whatever, you know? It's like, what do you do? I remember yeah. when I finished the PC, it was nice. We camped at night just over the border in that little campground there. And we got a really nice breakfast. And that was a great I, I think I spent two days at the Manning Park. Yeah, and and, and if you out. don't have that the day after your hike, your hike is ruined. It's ruined. Your hike's over. <laughs> it's just well, so it's, you're off the trail. I wouldn't say it's ruined, but it's a lot more uncomfortable. You, you have know to what? It actually is. Go lo- somewhere else. You got to hitchhike somewhere. You got to flag down a bus. It's you know? logistically harder to get out there. Yeah. If if I hiked the PCT and got to Manning Park and it wasn't open, I'd get off the trail right there. <laughs> you know, I get off the trail at Manning Park. I ended my PCT hike there. That's right. That'll show them. Yeah. But being sorry, it is logistically harder. So, hey, yeah. yeah. I got some news. Well, I'm not done. What, hey, my news is short. Okay. So, um, I... This is a scoop from I, I don't know how I can... How do I get into this? Delo's chiming in. I think it was two nights ago in St. Louis, Cheryl Strayed, author of Wild, met Eric Ryback. The first no! Person, the first person Did you to just hike scoop mags on this Pacific story? Pacific Crest Trail when he was 18 years old in 1970. So Eric Ryback, I believe, lives in the St. Louis area, happened to go out to Cheryl Strayed. She's doing a tour of libraries and municipal buildings and things like that and just kind of talking about her books and eric ryback happened to be in the audience and accosted her from what i understand after the show (laughs) wow whoa or maybe just introduced himself (laughs) Um, okay that's probably and and, you know kind of they felt an instant kinship um as kindred spirits so i just thought i'd throw that out there that cheryl Strait is doing the rounds and she met eric ryback at one of her presentations so oh wow the earl schaefer the pct met yeah coming back to the east coast there a stomach virus hits the Appalachian Trail in the Hot Springs, North Carolina. It's been a massive stomach Ooh. virus. Ooh. Norovirus. I yeah. Hope, I hope they're TP carriers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the watch is from April 9th to May 31st. And to quote the Forest Service, number of hikers have been sickened by a severe 24-hour stomach virus. Hmm. Awesome. Shelters in, to avoid. There's a whole list of shelters. Just go to the Forest Service website. Really? Yeah. But basically, I don't know. And, and I'm bringing this up more because this happens every year, but... There's just, quite frankly, piss poor hygiene. Hey, yeah. you, I mean, think about what Scooby told us. Would you like some of my gorp? <laughs> Stick your hands into my gorp. Please. I, I, ran, oh. I ran out of toilet paper can, a couple miles back. Can I have some of your dried pears and gorp? But not only that. I haven't had any toilet paper the past four days. Don't a, worry. I've f- been using my left hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at least I won't share my gorp. But there's a phenomenon now. There's like hiker feeds like every 30 miles or I something. Know. That's oh, a problem. So you have all these hikers mowing into chicken wings and burgers and oh, potato salad. Gross. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole controversy of the hiker feeds, but it's still a lot of people in one area haven't showered and bathed and, 
using sharing ele- food, sharing yeah. food. So I'm not surprised. So just be intelligent. You know, wash your hands. I have to do a number two. Be, if you want to share food, pour into someone else's Number else two. And double your toilet paper. Double your toilet paper, right. people. But here's a news item. I know D-Lo is really into this one. Yeah. Maine Wilkes Burger suspect caught after almost 30 years. Oh, my God. That was an amazing story. And I this is from one, one of our listeners, so thank you for bringing us to our I attention. I laughed. I cried. It was <laughs> better they, than cats. They called him the North Pond Hermit. He was in the Maine woods for 27 years without being caught. He made a basically like this huh. squatter's camp and would steal supplies from campgrounds. During those 27 years, he encountered one other human being, a hiker on a trail, and he was clean. And cut. it was D-Lo. It was not me. <laughs> oh. But he was clean cut looking. He, hmm. But more than that, 27 years. So he went 27 years without having any human contact except for this one Correct. hiker. He would, Correct. He would, but he would break into people's homes and steal stuff. Uh, it was a major sting. It got to the point where it became a local legend. And a main oh. game warden with military experience and, I want to say, the FBI got together. And the Border Patrol. What? Because of this hermit? Are you kidding me? Well, he was bringing... like a big waste well, of resources. He, well, he was just basically... Um, There's a lot of camps in that area, you know, that are... People yeah. go there and they go youth fishing. Camps, and, fishing and, and canoing. And it's, you know, youth, youth church camps, camps. Camps for the youths. Camps for the churchgoers. Um, and he was just breaking into all these camps and stealing... Food. Hundreds of dollars of food at a time and oh. beer and stuff like that. And it had been going on for 10, 15, 27, 27 years. 27 years. But in any case, it was just pretty amazing. He had a whole depot of supplies that he stole. And <laughs> Let's go to the next news item. <laughs> so Sally Jewell confirmed as Secretary, Secretary of the Department of the Interior. It's confirmed. REI. Is she the REI lady? She is. God bless her. So there you go, really quick. It, what, what was her name? Um, Sally Jewell. Sally oh, Jesse Raphael. One, she used to have the, a TV show. No, that's the one who wrote in about the shoe question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. D- different REI employee, Dilo. Sorry. And we already talked about a CDC, uh, CDTC crowdfunding campaign. Just recap. May 21st, AMC Golden. Check it out. But finally, a last item I just found today. This is kind of a what the heck department as well. Boulder's Wild Earth Day. This is local. Canceled due to conditions in local park. So, <laughs> what does that mean? It means that the, the weather's too wild. Are lame. The weather's too wild means. for the Wild Earth Day. So, so no Mark Sanford coverage, Mags. I'm a little disappointed. I well, mean, it, it, okay, Mark. I you know I was almost going to include that, but this is getting. Come on, man. This, that's my home state. You, okay, you can say it. Why don't you go for okay, it? Okay, so you know we've been we've been kind of following this Mark Sanford story because he no 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 you okay I've been kind of following this Mark Sanford story as you may remember he said he was out hiking on the Appalachian Trail while he was governor and as it turns out he was in a different part of the world having a fling with another woman. Dude, I wish I had a cricket soundtrack at my disposal. Right <laughs> you now. don't right now. So Mark's back in the news. He's actually running for his old congressional seat in South Carolina. And as it turns out, he he just got in trouble for trespassing on his ex-wife's property. So who knows what's going to happen. If he hadn't blamed the Appalachian Trail originally, it wouldn't even be on our radar. But by God, if you if you make you know some kind of terrible statement about the AT, we're going to – the trail show is listening and we're going to speak out about it. We have you in our eyes, Mark Sanford. Yeah. When, when this news story came out, this was like, he drew first blood when he <laughs> made that That's right. the AT. He drew first blood. Damn you, D'Lo. You do have a I cricket have sound I have my fight. own crickets. And that's all the news with cricket sounds and D'Lo phasing out. Thank you. All right, folks. 
Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, at facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. We'll be back in May with our one-year anniversary episode of The Trail Aww. Show. Aww. No, that's a cheer, man. No, that was like, that's, aw, aw. that's so sweet. I can't believe we've made it a year. Delo's still hitting the crickets. That's awesome. <laughs> if your business or website is interested in advertising on The Trail Show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. We've just updated our advertising rate sheet for the spring season and are offering $50 off show sponsorships. We're going to make it, folks, I swear, for first-time advertisers. Partner with The Trail Show and get the word out about your business or website. That contact info, again, is sales at thetrailshow.com. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness, D'Lo, and Mags, I'm Disco. See you next month. Ciao. Adios. Good grief. You people. I got to take a leak. That's it. I'm I'm off the trail. Sam Adams Boston Lager. <laughs>